0: I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in NBA. But they do have some big winners. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, watch you take your pants off. I'm oh, all I understand.
1: Come check it
2: quickly, Ringgate! Yes, big No one is in the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get by the way. Hello and welcome to episode 229 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett, Jack Harper and Alex Jones. We've got a big episode this week and a lot can change in a week, can't it Jack? Which um, I'm sure, uh, well, I'm, I am sure we're going to get on to. Um, we've got some news in the week first to settle things down. Then the week that, I wouldn't say we've been putting off for a while, but we've kind of been waiting for the right time to do it. Um, Picking our Euro 2020 squad. And then UEFA mugged us by increasing it to 26 members. Kind of taking <laughs> some of the uh, spice out of it. So we're going to pick our 23-man squad. And then do the three uh, that we're adding after. UFC 262, Charles Oliveira becoming the champ. And maybe we'll get into uh, Allison scoring yesterday as well. I feel that does need to be mentioned. But news of the week, we'll start with as per. Italian woman accidentally given six shots of the COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> Can we look a lot like, Mr. Burns in the when he's got that radiation around him? <laughs> I read into it, um, so I saw the headline earlier in the week. Basically, they get like a vial that's filled with six dosages, uh, six doses, and then they kind of take that into the uh, needle, syringes, whatever you want to call it, and it's slightly diluted. This woman basically just says that uh, she was tired on the job, that's her excuse. And so she just injected this woman with six doses of the vaccine. She's um, <laughs> had no adverse effects. Um, they said they don't know yet kind of what the effects will be in the long term in terms of like her antibodies and things. They were just going to send her home. She actually insisted that she be kept in hospital overnight because she didn't want to be at home um, and not know what was going on, but they say she's all right at the moment, and it has also happened in Germany and Israel, but they just decided not to
3: mention that.
0: So, watch where you're getting your
3: jabs. They'll make a film out of it for sure. That's a Marvel film, <laughs> where it happens, whatever happens next.
0: Um, what superpower would it
2: give you? You can give COVID to whoever you want. I
3: think, if you can have an Ant Man, I think you can have a COVID Man. I think you could do yeah, it. Directly, or a woman in this the, case.
0: Shrink down to like microscopic size and go around fighting COVID.
1: Well, how do you know? Well, well, the thing originated from a bat, so how do you not turn into, I do you know you don't know you turn into like a mutant Batman?
0: thing is, you already have one of those, mate. I think. I
1: know, I actually
0: know. heard about market. it. I'll wasn't about it quashed in the end that it
2: wasn't actually from a bat?
0: Wasn't that a myth? Or are you going off South Park where you shagged that other thing?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really shit if she can just like. She's just a beacon of 5G. She can just emit 5G everywhere. Well this is I disappointing.
2: Didn't, I didn't think on <laughs> the
3: headline, but
2: there were some people in India that started blaming uh the rising cases on uh 5G pylons that like we had over here. And um one of their politicians had to come out and said, We don't actually have 5G in India.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're back on 3G. How do you think we had to five? <laughs> um 1,000 feral
2: cats released onto, onto be Chicago streets to tackle rat explosion.
1: When they say Cheap. rat
2: explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Rise <laughs> in she- numbers. Cheaper than a <laughs> rent to kill out.
1: <laughs> I'm just picturing... Uh, do you remember the film Wanted, where he sends all the rats into the um, into the, the HQ at the end?
2: Vanjie and Joe Lee? Yes. Yeah. James do you
1: remember... He attaches little bombs to all the rats and then he lets them loose to the enemy stronghold.
2: Coward move, that is.
1: Woman trespasses
2: Miami High School and poses as a student to gain Instagram followers, police say.
0: Could have taken a sinister turn.
2: These influencers, eh? Are...
0: Could have been shot. It is
2: definitely a lot different when it's woman rather than man in that situation, isn't it? it does take on creepier connotations, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> More the kind of headlines we're accustomed to. Man saving world's biggest hula hoop in case museum wants it. (laughs) And this is the biggest one found in a pack as well. So it's not one that's just been made. Um, No, but I've seen a picture of him holding it. It doesn't look that big. That's a clip to be taken there. That's
1: what she said.
2: Um, Man who used KFC glitch to order £6,500 worth of chicken for free is jailed in China. <laughs> One way to uh, get yourself in trouble. And man eats raw chicken in post workout meal. He says vegetables
3: make you weak.
1: <laughs> For God's sake. Is he still alive?
3: He must be. Um, Are we gonna have a raw chicken just weekly segment? Is that what's gonna be the thing? Well that's is what, what I, mean. I like when we have these themes I like to carry them on. Yeah oh, um, I like it. I was about to say a warmly segment,
2: segment felt a bit sinister. We stopped people thinking that cows were friendly successfully. So we're on to chickens. Um, fresh pizza vending machine prompts curiosity and horror in Rome. I don't know if the mystery is someone's like randomly filling it up. If How can it be fresh if it's in a vending machine? I do remember there was that sausage vending machine once. It was on the um, Chelsea podcast we did going through their transfer business. Um What's it? No, it was on the Liverpool one, actually. But, hey, maybe if every country's uh, national food, they're going to get a little vending machine. Murder suspect who fled with a tiger has been caught, but the animal is still on the loose, Houston police say. <laughs> uh, owners of Milwaukee Bakery print. Owners of Milwaukee Bakery print burglary suspect's picture on all of their cookies.
0: That's a great idea. <laughs>
2: Aussie woman wakes up with an Irish accent 10 days after tonsil surgery. Could be worse. <laughs> Cab driver flabbergasted to learn passenger robbed a bank. It's like that news story where they got told they were selling drugs in the chippy. Like,
3: what? What?
2: Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. robbed a bank? thought he
3: just was walking around with Bali.
2: just it. Woman hit by 10 pound package of meats during fight at South Euclid Walmart. Paul McCartney says practicing eye yoga has helped preserve his eyesight. My word! I have to take some tips there. Wild boar surround woman near Rome and steal her shopping. <laughs> Sounds dangerously <laughs> like you in Lil Jack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's oh, the Algerians instead of boars. Oh, the Algerians. Which would you rather have been surrounded by? <laughs> I think the boars. They, they, they can't trash talk you at the same time.
0: Yeah, they're less, <laughs> they're less sinister. They, they wouldn't try and nick my phone either. They'd just be like, right, give us the food. Whereas <laughs> these Algerians, who knows what they wanted?
2: Um,
0: I mean, We're complaining
2: about what these scientists are up to each week, and... Uh, Last week, scientists have now confirmed that mammals can breathe through their anus in emergencies. (laughs) One of (laughs) these illnesses in the world. And that's what they're pleased to confirm. Slightly darker one. Blood drips on sleeping woman's face from the ceiling is caused by a rotting body on the floor above.
3: Nice.
2: they will do that. Uh, That does happen. Utah woman died after being sucked into a machine at the Purple Mattress factory. Store under fire after an employee tweets she will
0: rest in heavenly peace. (laughs) Like, I've seen enough videos on the internet of people being sucked into machines to know that that I... You've seen enough
2: videos of people being sucked on the internet.
0: (laughs) No, I would laugh, but honestly, there's this one, I think it was like a carpet roller or something, and he literally just gets sprayed all over the oh. wall. It's like the weirdest <sighs> thing ever. Do you, do you ever get it where you just scroll it through Twitter and there's stupid o'clock? The and there'll just be a random, really dumb, <laughs> you know, it just pops up on your timeline. Strangely,
2: like I I know there's usually like the person that you know for posting the horrible things like that in your group chat. Sean has weirdly become that guy. Like I wouldn't <laughs> have I wouldn't have pegged him down as that guy, but somehow he he has become that guy.
3: I feel like he's made a conscious effort to be this guy as well. There was a, taking it upon himself. Yeah, there he was that really weird phase himself. probably like three, four yeah. years
2: ago, TK, where it peaked and it was like, these are a bit too weird. There was something with broccoli, which I don't really want to think <laughs> back to. But it was being shoved somewhere.
0: Um, I remember like the height of, like, on a Saturday night, you'd have a roadrunner's pizza around someone's house, then you'd go on like, Legend of the Roadrunners Megalaya fucking yeah best score or something like that
2: um, Russia is going to try and clone an army of a three of 3,000 year old ancient warriors
0: this seems like a great idea <laughs> how could this go wrong
2: <laughs> <laughs> they just listened to uh, the mummy rewatchable pod that we did the, uh, the mummy movie madness pod that we did and they just <laughs> got some ideas
0: what do they think... What were they going to use them for afterwards? Because they're not going to be trained. No. They're not, what are they going to do is run around the Siberian wilderness.
2: Oh, I guess uh, they'll cross that bridge when they get to it. The restaurant claims its labour-inducer burger has helped 31 women give birth.
0: <laughs> What's in the burger?
2: I don't, I don't know, but... To
0: be if, it's, if
2: it's if you're making you give birth, the shit you must have after that. <laughs> I I was about to say, you've given birth off a few burgers before, <laughs> so it makes sense. Um, it's dangerous now. I'm back at work and everything's opening back up. Five guys, a two-minute walk away from my office.
1: <laughs>
2: I think I might go on there uh, payday. Finally, uh, Barcelona offers member of staff a 30-minute masturbation break during the work day. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to be shaking hands with anyone in that office, would you? When you <laughs> come back from lunch. You stay away <laughs> from
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like the small sort right back in a minute, careful, Wayne. just going for a As <laughs> it, matter of fact, is that?
2: Well, you, you listen to some of these people on Twitter and how they they want like some of these subjects not be taboo anymore. You'd think they want this to kind of be the way of the world. There. I mean, if you have a stressful day, maybe I don't know. Maybe they're onto something. <laughs> a little mini sick
3: form common room.
2: Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want this uh, in a area, but just nice little sofa.
3: Well, I feel like everything would just be. I don't know. Everything would be tainted. You wouldn't be able to look at yeah. it.
2: <laughs> well, anytime you usually like someone goes away from their chair for like more than ten minutes, you, you assume they're having a shit. This time you'd be like, Hmm. <laughs> just come back from break, have you? <laughs> anyway, um, Alex, if you need a thirty-minute break during this pod, don't worry about
3: telling me. You can just go. We'll allow you. That break. Please do turn your mic off though, we don't need to <laughs> yours, is, your, yours is particularly loud Your mic. we don't need to be here in the background
2: <laughs> Anyway, we do have to get to sport eventually I'm sorry Jack, so out of nowhere, Chelsea's almost serene renaissance and the manager Thomas Tuchel replaced Frank Lampard in mid-January everything was going so well and now he's in somewhat of a slump compared to his previous form Uh, just a week ago you were cruising to a top four finish in the Premier League strong favourites to beat Leicester at Wembley and having beaten Man City for the second time in 21 days were the favourites going into the Champions League final however Vicky Arteta does it again against Chelsea Leicester then pile on more misery and uh, Chelsea have been knocked off their strides and doubts are starting to creep in about the Champions League and the top four finish Thomas Tuchel said his side simply didn't have fortune on their side as they lost to Leicester. He said uh, Leicester didn't deserve to win. They were very lucky. He said the same thing against Arsenal. Jack, last time I spoke to you last night, you were debating whether to drink bleach. So just talk us through how the, how the last week's gone uh, from your perspective.
0: It was a really tough one to take. Really tough. Like It was tougher than last year for some reason. I don't know why. We lost to Arsenal last year. Um. I think it's probably because we, we could have won that game quite easily and we decided to just, just suddenly turn up in the last eight minutes of a football oh. match and didn't expect to win it. It was just ridiculous. I think I, I it's just hard to put into words, really, because I thought last season you can kind of make the excuse that it was Frank, he played all the young lads, it was all of that. And then this season you think, no, this is our chance for silver this is our chance to. And the problem we've got now is that this was supposed to instill like a winning mentality Um, stop the rot when it comes to us in finals as well, which I've seen a horrendous stat, that the last 11 finals we've played, we've lost nine of them. If you're including like community shields in European super cups and stuff. Um,
2: is that real? Because so they said on commentary, they said, um, this sounds like I've just read it for that exact reason, but on the BT commentary, they said, look, if Chelsea get to a final, their record states that they usually will win it apart from when they're facing Arsenal. But unless that was more FA Cup finals, your record there, I, I imagine,
0: Yeah, overall. I imagine it was FA Cup finals, because if you go back through it, I mean, we lost this season, we lost last season's FA Cup, we lost the Super Cup to Liverpool, um, we lost the last FA Cup to Arsenal, um, we lost the last Community Shield we were in to Arsenal. To Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so. actually had me thinking he was going to be a world beater that day. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> I don't know,
2: it's my um, Facebook profile
0: picture. Yeah, the, the only final that we've won, really, and since Conte's FA Cup final, I think 20, 2018, 2017, 2018 season, is that European Europa League game <laughs> against Arsenal, which is bad, really bad, because you can we've been to the... This is another reason why everyone was up in arms that the Champions League's been moved from Wembley. I'm absolutely not up in arms whatsoever. In fact, I did not want it being played at Wembley. Gone got the days where if it was at Wembley, we were winning it, and I didn't even have to like really get anxious at all because it was just a foregone conclusion that we'd win. We always used to win at Wembley. Whereas now, City always win at Wembley, and I did not want it being played there. So I'm actually quite pleased that it's in Portugal because it hopefully gets into City's head that it's a European game because they turned up and thinking it was just a normal English domestic game. It probably would have rolled us. I think the issue that we have is that when we play against teams that's sitting against us, we can look a bit toothless. And that's what exactly what happens with Arsenal and exactly what happened with Leicester, that Leicester had just scored an absolute world of a goal. We don't need to
2: spend long on it. Do you wanna with the Arsenal game, were you happy with the team you put out? Because they asked Tuchel about it before the game. I don't know if he was kind of not mind games, but maybe he just wasn't seeing that much into it, but they told him he made seven changes. He seemed, he was audibly shocked by that. Do you think it was right to rest those? Because he said he took his eye off the ball and then his team obviously did as well.
0: Um, I think, like, if you're going to look on it, on the face of it, coming off the week of Real Madrid and Man City, the one game that you would think you'd probably want to rest players is against that Arsenal team. Um, if we hadn't given you a fucking goal, then we'd probably been a bit, been okay. But if you're playing against a team that likes to sit in and be defensively rigid and not venture out at all because they've got nothing to play for, essentially, and you can see a goal, then you're always going to be up against it. And I'm not too worried about, I'm, I'm more annoyed at his, um, team selection in the final than I was against. Arsenal because I thought again that was the one where you probably want to rest players uh, I, I was
2: interested on your, on your thoughts there because I saw a lot of Chelsea fans complaining about the manner in which Arsenal won when Chelsea have really taken pride in winning in that kind of fashion
0: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. over I mean, the last
2: 10 years and I saw, <laughs> well you didn't deserve to win that did you you only have we gave you a goal, blah blah blah
0: No, it Look,
2: in, we were all we were awful I saw our fans being like quite gassed about the way we played
0: but we didn't play we didn't
2: play well no it was just, we just one of those
0: games where we missed a ton of chances and hit the post twice That usually
2: those tr- don't go our way like if no, you look that... at the ones in the Villarreal game where it hits the post like on either side and comes out this was like very Arsenal that your luck has been saved up for a game that means niche
0: yeah we didn't score we had the chances to score and that habits missed after what you said about Martinelli that. so so bad um, I you let
2: Martinelli goal again you didn't reply
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, uh, I, might have, I might have muted Martinelli or
2: something <laughs> Instagram this time I sent it via okay.
0: changing um, platforms for it especially <laughs> yeah but yeah I mean we didn't do enough to win that game um and we'll, pay, we'll pay for it as well because you've now got Leicester, who we thought were down about. <laughs> and now had, a resurgence.
2: with had a lot of common uh, features across the two games, didn't you I mean, when when the going got particularly tough, he brought on Hudson to go late to try and make something happen. Zuma. And Rudiger, in both games when you're chasing the game decided to just shoot from near on 35 yards.
0: Yeah, that, that was really fucking me off. Like Rudiger's done that about four or five times in the last few games, and he's hit the target once, getting the City, and that was it.
2: Well, it. used to be Louise, doing it for you, didn't it? And just, <laughs> that's is, what you passed always,
0: on Louise. There was always a chance, but I yeah. guess if, the annoying thing is, is that in I don't want to be that guy. But their goal wasn't was a handball, simple as. Because we people <laughs> God, people,
3: no. people will laugh.
0: At <laughs> oh me. No. Yeah. People oh. will laugh at me, but I sent a video to Byron in exactly the same game, exactly the same scenario. It's Yavi you know, Silver had one spoon off his knee onto his hand, and it was given as a free kick for handball. Um, so it was whether you laugh at it or not, because if you're going to judge the two, I mean, it was just unlucky. And then as for we, as for our goal that was disallowed, like not only is it close when they draw the lines, but when they've actually freeze framed it, the ball's already left his foot. So that that, oh that
2: completely different.
0: <laughs> this isn't just yet because I, I, I had a conversation with Alex's brother. He said News. almost everything the exact same. It was on Sky Sports News. It was uh, not Sky Sports News. It was on the um, whatever game was on yesterday. Like that Dermot O'Leary or whatever it is, the ref, the ref talk bit. And they all agreed that they drew the lines after the ball had left his foot. So even the refs. Well,
2: the though ref we usually them. watch them, and you included, we're like, they're talking nonsense with this. We can't believe a word they say. And then decision goes against Chelsea, and suddenly they say it's a different way. But
0: no, no, well, no,
2: they're saying like, it.
0: Look, it makes sense. And at the end of the day, we didn't do enough to win that game. And we only turned up in the last eight minutes, which is really disappointing from a fan perspective because we played like that for 20 minutes. We'd have won that by a few because as soon as we actually decided we wanted to play football, they looked like they were hanging on a bit. And obviously they would be. They're going to put defenders on and try and win a cup final. i get that. But I think Ziyech, from a purple patch they had earlier in the season, he doesn't offer enough to the system that we play it to be able to play. I don't
2: it. remember this purple patch. Still. I think he means two games <laughs> I
0: do not I d I don't I don't get how PC does the start over it. Alex, <laughs> so
2: when I spoke to your brother, he said uh VAR is killing the game. And I said uh-huh. by correctly ruling out a goal and he said yes, I'd rather have more goals and be able to celebrate them uh, than have them ruled out for just being slightly offside. Look, no, oh, honestly,
1: I think, yeah. that, that, and that's the second most outrageous thing he said in the well, last. He
2: said, week. not to mention the handball for their goal, and you might have expected it to go this way, TK. And then you look at the woeful decisions in that Liverpool game yesterday. So that that was the final straw, the Liverpool <laughs> game.
0: I, th- I think, like, the, the problem with Varin, what I it was brought in to stop, and I'll go back to it because it's the only one that I can remember being this starkly offside was. James Milner versus West Ham. This one wasn't minute. like There's the one
2: we complained at in the season. This no. one, there there was a gap. Like this one wasn't outrageous.
0: Again, it was where the ball left his foot, and that was the issue. And I'm ne- I never really bought into that before, but in this free space, it's <laughs> it, it happened to my team. I, I never bought into that. No, don't forget, yeah. Jack was campaigning
2: it- for for them to move the lines when we played at uh, Netherlands in the Nations League yeah. when Lingard scored.
0: And I. You take that frame back one more frame and it's, it's in line. I think it is difficult because like we've scored goals now against Real Madrid and Man City in the semi-final where I haven't celebrated, I've sat on the sofa because the pain of celebrating to then have it ruled out is way too much. And it was the same again Saturday night.
2: That made it was, so better for all of us.
0: I, I, was, I know, I know it would be, but I was, I was watching it with my dad Everyone's going mental. Me and my dad were just like I'm not getting up. It. It's just that's too tight for me to celebrate. And yeah, no, what it was. And I think that, that's
1: a lie. That's a lie. You were <laughs> <out>. you <lost laughs> such a no, lie. Genuine, genuinely.
0: It, <laughs> genuine.
2: I, I, I I can believe Jack here because I've been similar.
0: Um I, I haven't celebrated a goal properly. The only goal that I have celebrated in the literally the last four weeks was probably mounts against Real Madrid because you could see the You ball don't score ball. very many. Well, that's what I mean. All of our goals were on his shoulder as well, so you never really know. But, yeah, it was um, a tough watch to see us play that way. I think the injury to Kovacic has really su- made our midfield suffer because Jorginho's had to play every minute of every game, pretty much. and he...
2: So that's two FA Cup finals he's cost you? It's
0: not, well, I wouldn't say he's cost him, but... he was, sent, why... it was him that was sent off last year, wasn't it? Or was it Jorginho? No, it was Kovacic that was sent off. Um, but the, for, the, for the goal as well, like, where's he running, Jorginho, for start?
2: Jorginho was a disgrace on Saturday. Yeah, he, <laughs>
0: he, he was really bad.
2: Tielemans must have a restraining order on him because <laughs> he was nowhere near him. The I know. Point where, where he scores the goal, he's looking around for Jorginho, but he must be around here somewhere.
0: And he's so slow as well. So if he's in the wrong position, he stays in the wrong I think, yeah, I. Just... It's
2: Texas got to be the point to give up on Hudson-Odoi now, hasn't it? You turned down £70 million for him,
0: he is abysmal. He's not. He's, he's a, he created that, well, he created the move for the goal against City that we won. When he comes on, he does things. What What I don't understand is this, right? Is Thomas Tuchel lined up with Reese James at right centre-back, and that's quite a right wing-back. And the goal that we gave away was Reese James playing a ball out from right centre-back. Getting intercepted, albeit with his hand, so it's. I, 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 that was really odd, and I don't understand why Pulisic is not starting every single game either. Mm, I, don't think um, I
2: made a paper mache, he is like,
0: like, there's a, there's a chance, there's a case to say that we're protecting him, but you play him in the finals, yeah, yeah, for mm. sure. You, you play him in the final, and the, like I said, with the intensity that Leicester came with that game to have Ziek there offering absolutely fuck all for that amount of time in the game. He should have been coming off it 50-55 minutes for Pulisic to come on and have a real go at that defence. There because was a the seems... moment
2: about five minutes in, wasn't there, where there's a ball on the touchline that Reese James is going to try and just kind of let go out peacefully. And Vardy absolutely like nails through. Same outcome the ball going out, but he kind of said like,
0: you know, we I mean... want
2: this a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to give this our all here.
0: Yeah, I think
2: four t- cool
0: games. You, you could tell it, it meant more as well. And it's like it's one of those where I'd rather now have just gone out against Luton in the fourth round, like yeah. to get. It's it's like last season where you go and beat Liverpool, who were now who were the champions that season, and you go and beat United. Those are two massive games, and you go and lose to Arsenal, and then it's the same with this season where we beat Man City who are dominating pretty much every competition they're in, and then go and do that against Leicester where you've actually got a decent chance of winning it. I think that's why it hurt more, because we actually had a good chance of winning that.
2: What did you think of Tuchel's reaction to it? Because, I mean, I don't agree that everyone should be sporting all the time, but I've seen him getting some criticism because twice in one week now, he's essentially just kind of written it off to say, that we didn't, we didn't deserve to lose. And if he's saying different in the changing room, I guess that's one thing. But if that's what he truly believes, I said the same about Arteta last week when he was saying about Villarreal and you played a lot better than we did. But do you, I, I, do you think I, that's a bad sign?
0: Absolutely not. I don't really care. I think he'll say what he will say and if he means it or not, that's up to him. The, the thing is, you've got to try and stop this rot before... Some massive, massive games for the future. Like the out.
2: formations have been worked out there. That's what it looked like. It looked like... I think we just played... Did you play before Arsenal?
0: Look, City. We played City, then we played Real Madrid, and then we had a game on the side. I think it's just coming to a point now where we're running out of steam, whereas City can make nine changes and still win Premier League games because they've got the depth to do so. We're playing pretty much the same team just with a few recycled components. You've got more depth
2: than most. Um like not have, not not many teams can afford to no. have ZH on the pitch and Pulisic on the bench no, as, no. as like I've, an option.
0: I've, I've said that I've said before that we have got a really good squad. It's the key areas which we're lacking, which is midfield, because if we don't play Georgina, we play Billy Gilmore, which is a great player as he is. He's not someone that you really want to start in every single game when you must win them. You want he's someone you want to blood into the team. And then if Kante can only do so much if he hasn't got a good partner next to him or if his partner's lost his legs. So I think I think we're just running out of steam. I think that's all it is. We're in a lot of competitions, we're playing more games than most. And the only team that is playing as many games as us it really is City. Because even the Europa League like teams, they're resting and playing their kids and all sorts. So it's just come to a point now where they need to really get their heads in order. They need to hopefully take over the hangover of Leicester and have a bit of revenge, like lust for Do revenge. Do you think he'll stick
2: it. or twist for tomorrow?
0: with the same team?
2: With the formation.
0: Oh, formation, yeah, I'll stick with it. Because it worked when we started playing football. It's just the 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 problem we've got now losing to Arsenal is you've given the owners to Leicester where they can afford to draw, whereas before they would have needed to win if we'd won that game, which makes it an entirely different proposition because they will enjoy just picking us off. We're playing them away from home where where they've picked up no, they're playing away from home. Sorry, where they've picked up most of their points this season as well, which doesn't make things easier. And rather be playing at their place because they've lost like nine. Oh, they I like having like that structure, don't they? Where they sit back, absorb pressure, and then wait for your natural to score. There's been somewhat
2: breaking news in the last uh, 10 minutes or so. Supposedly, Conti's just told Inter that he's leaving on Sunday. Um, he does do this every summer, so I'm not too sure how serious that is as of yet, but that would be a big, big move for any club looking for a manager this summer. And apparently Harry Kane has now officially communicated to Tottenham that uh, he wishes to leave this summer. Um, the euros, get a sort of euros. And he's mentioned uh, Manchester United, Man City and Chelsea as uh, oh, the teams he's asked his representatives to get in touch with.
0: The, the funny thing is, is that you put Harry Kane in that Chelsea team, someone who can create goals for himself oh. and finish, then it's a pretty dangerous team the flip side whatever team he goes to <laughs> but you know, I, I think is the only team where he's guaranteed to start every game for
2: about a week I would love Kane going to Chelsea <laughs> <laughs> and then after that it would be painfully depressing
3: when you saw him cleaning up the last be less, less
2: yeah, yeah. That, that, pic- that picture where um, there was the lookalike at the cup final and they said he was trying to run off with the trophy
0: <laughs> killed me I don't um, think that just on that point, I don't think that even can go to Chelsea like one bit. I think, if you, if, if you remember the Modric transfer sale... Yeah, I was about to
3: say, if he thought like, he didn't want to sell that, then cross Exactly. So, it's he nothing. will go
0: to one of the Manchester teams, because I think I'd rather him go there than go to a London rival. Uh, anything
2: more you want to add, Jack, before we continue? Crunch, sorry, uh,
0: yeah. no, I had a lot of
2: time up. last week, so I don't want you to think I'm cutting you
0: off. I think the worst thing about this all and the reason why it's been so bad this time is because Leicester are the people's champions. Everyone can enjoy it but me. I think that's <laughs> what it is. Whereas like when we lost to Arsenal, it was kind of a Well, Arsenal. You watched that with
2: people from your work that you hadn't met in person before, didn't you? How, What was well, that the, first the, impression the Ars- like?
0: The Arsenal game.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I've met them before, but only briefly. It's the first night out of them because obviously COVID. I was sat there like my phone propped up on the table, and habits missed. I'm like fucking mental. And I was like, I should probably wind my neck in a little bit. Um, yeah, it didn't go down too well. Not right. not with work, just me
2: yeah. General. <laughs> well,
0: we've we've been speaking
2: about this for the last couple of weeks. This is now where we are going to pick our Euro 2020 team. Where well, I thought about doing it. Sometimes we've done ones where we've kind of each presented a selection and we've spent almost a lot of the podcast just each kind of just reeling off our own lists and so I thought if we have to actually agree this time on the squad everyone gets their point across and it provides a bit more healthy debate in this. Uh, are you with us Alex? I can see you're typing in the group chat an awful lot if you don't want to be with us <laughs> I'm defending I, some respect. I, I, I was uh, wound up anyway so what we'll do, we'll pick an initial 23-man squad as we would have done if we did this uh, several months earlier. And then we'll add the three after. I imagine Southgate's had his 23-man squad that he thinks for an, awful, for an awful long time now and he was kind of chopping, changing as he needs to. So I looked at the setup we had for the 2018 World Cup and three goalkeepers as we have to do and they went with uh, nine defenders, uh, six midfielders, and five um, attacking options in, in that squad. And Those were including um, like some of your wide players in the midfield there. Is that the way you, th- you think we should do it? So I've seen other yeah. squads here where you're almost are taking like nine defenders, four central midfielders, and then the rest are kind of wingers slash strikers. No, I,
1: Nah, I think the original numbers you said works.
3: Yeah, I said the same thing. I just kind of reworded it. It feels hideous. I don't like the amount of defenders we take, but that's fair enough. That's an own personal gripe. I guess the fact that
2: we probably are going to play five at the back means they are going to go with nine defenders defenders at least. Uh, So what I'll do is I've got from Sky's list they have where you can pick your squad on their website. Every name they've suggested, and I've taken the ones that have been mentioned elsewhere too. So if we kind of go through each name here, uh, some I guess will take longer than others. Our um, take as to where they should be in. I-, I will specify quite clearly here, just for us doing it. This isn't what we think Southgate will do. This is if if we're Southgate, we're picking the squad. And so, first name on the list of defenders. This is an example. Tomori is on the list. Now, I think we're all pretty confident Southgate isn't going to take him. But if we felt that he's one, won, then he can be on our list. We're, we're not taking any mind as to what Southgate would do. Just for if uh, anyone listening is confused
3: or if that changes your opinion at all. So if when we don't have Eric Dyer in, we yeah. know Gareth probably will pick him. Exactly, we'll yes, for sure. him. I'm assuming. I don't well, we don't have to fill that. a space
2: in our squad just for I'm that dead reason. Dead. <laughs> Well, we'll get to them. If, if we start with the goalkeepers, now the name that we're, we're almost certain is going to be starting the first game at the Euros is Jordan Pickford. Is he good enough where he would be in your three keepers, regardless of that?
0: Yeah, he'd be in my three. He wouldn't... I don't think he starts with it. But I might...
3: really don't know who I'd start. I really don't.
1: I, I, I think it's pretty... I, I personally would...
0: So we don't oh, have to I'd worry play. about team
2: selection today, though. It's just picking the squad.
1: Well, I, I, I would take him. I would take him on the basis he's got tournament experience, and it'd be good to at least have him in his experience in the changing room. But I agree with the other guys. He he doesn't start for me.
3: Yeah, the but, reason I say that is because I think it's probably pretty clear who the three will be, isn't it?
2: Yeah, there's, well, I don't I know. There's
3: much there's,
2: debate. There's some names where I think the 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 third. Could be questionable if 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 it's us picking. I mean, Nick Pope is the second name on the list. Would he be in everyone's three?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nick Nick Pope actually starts with it. I I think when you think it, the chances are that with the three keepers that you take, the the chances are only one's going to get the action, and I think for the for the other two, you've got to look at where what else they're bringing to the whole that what they're bringing to the squad and i think the only other thing that can be brought to the table is experience and i think that's the only other reason you've got to take and got to take pickford
2: well none none of the other ones have
1: exactly exactly so he's a shoe in for getting in
2: there pickford's in we're doing the other two so i mean nick pope yeah so the other options that you have for the third are dean henderson Aaron Ramsdale, Alex oh, McCarthy, Christ. Sam Johnston and Carl Darlow.
0: Alex McCarthy is actually a brilliant keeper. He, I feel that he saves a lot of shots that have no right to be saved. And, and he does the simple stuff well, weirdly. Um, On
2: most of the lists as to what the, the, the favourites are is, is Dean Henderson. Does
0: anyone well, think
2: Dean Henderson is in the top three keepers on that list.
0: No, I don't believe so. I think he can be there, potentially, but you like that Liverpool game the other night...
2: I I was going to say, how much has that played in people's
3: minds when we're thinking about it? It's totally played on my mind. Yeah. I I hadn't started, and then I watched that, I was like, no, we
0: can't. He looks looks completely at sea. It was like... When
2: when you play, whether you've got like jumpers the goalposts or whatever, and you've got someone that's just boarding goal, and so you're just kind of kicking the grass or kicking the stones in front of you. The next thing you know, someone's in and you turn around and you're a lot wider than you expected you
3: were. It was like he forgot where the goal was. Yeah. Well, he was literally running directly back in it, wasn't he? He like facing the goal at one point when Salah was first in. So he obviously didn't have his bearings at all he, he looked think,
2: a lot better for me when he when he didn't know whether he'd be starting or not
1: uh, the thing is uh, like in in his defense like there is reason there there is reason it's easy when he's had a bad performance like that and don't get me wrong it was dreadful but there is reasons that we were considering him for the first place um first place position in the squad and i think you've gotta you look at the you gotta you, know, you got, to, you, got to, you, you look at where he's at in his career and again you've gotta to Without, I don't know. It's a bit, I don't know. Maybe a cliche thing to say, but if he has got potential and he is going to be United starting number one in the future, and he is potentially a prospect for the England squad moving forward, again getting him in that squad and getting that experience in there, you know, is getting that getting his, getting him to get some experience, not his experience in there, um, could be a benefit. Uh, you know, it's because again, it's probably the position on the pitch that is going to be the least likely to be switched. Saying that, first game now. Our keeper's going to get our number one is going to get injured. <laughs> yeah. the,
0: the, the problem with Henson is that he was being dug out by Chris Wilder last season as well, quite often. And, um... I was dig,
2: I was digging him out, and TK TK got on to me. And then the start of this season, the end of last season, I backtracked a bit because fair enough, he was doing better than I thought. But my my thing with him is I just don't feel safe watching him. But I,
3: I think. I, the problem is I don't I don't think that's any different for all of them. I think they all have that similar level where I'm I i do not trust any of them. I'm I don't trust Pickford. And those England games I think kind of affected my how I look at Pope. I thought I was looking at him thinking oh, yeah I don't feel as comfortable watching him anymore. He so, was just eating potatoes, guy wasn't he? Yeah, that's what I was hoping. And you kind of watched him. I'm not I'm not entirely sure you know. So as much as I I, I don't disagree with all the criticism of Henderson, I do you think you can level the same amount of the others. Are we
2: ruling out Aaron Ramsdale?
3: Oh my god. I don't want he, to ever see that man. I'm not sure I'm
2: not sure he'd start for San Marino. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bloke is atrocious.
3: He's yeah, he's a lot worse than I thought.
2: The, I would take McCarthy or Johnston over Dean Henderson. Carl Darlow, I mean, I think he, I've got his name down just i have some respect for the fact that he is a goalkeeper. He can put the gloves on, but he's nowhere near my squad. Um, I'd probably go Alex McCarthy there if I'm the one picking, but I do really like Sam Johnston every time I see him as well. I think he'll be at Spurs um, next season. But yeah, I think Alex McCarthy would be my my pick personally but yeah we do need to go on uh, the consensus uh, Who who's your pick of that so if we've narrowed it down to Henderson
3: McCarthy Johnston who's your pick TK I'm having Henderson in I don't think the Liverpool game wasn't great but other than that I think whilst he's had the shirt he's been okay I think a run of games as the first choice keeper for United isn't a bad thing to be going into a squad off the back of so I'd go for him I think he's got a certain presence about him as well even if I said the mind if you have a game like a one against Liverpool, but it does have something
2: about him. Uh what about you, Jack? Who which, which one of the keepers would you be taking? Um if you say Johnston now, is very complicated.
0: No, I was gonna say I was gonna I'm gonna stick with Alex McCarthy.
1: Alex? Um I'm gonna go with uh, uh Wow. Well, I feel TK went Henderson and you and Jack went McCarthy, <laughs>
3: didn't you? Yeah. Uh what's the tiebreaker? <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I was going to go Henderson, but I, I, I'm going to go with. I'll say for the for the basis of moving it on, I'll go with McCarthy. You persuaded me. Alex didn't take much persuading
3: there. You got to take the swing voters in this market. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's
1: You know, it's your third choice keeper for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah. In. <laughs> it Should be almost heated debate, should it? I
2: guess. So, if we go on to the defenders, then so if we if we pick nine here, um. Because we've we've got three spaces to still add afterwards, so I guess we can kind of flesh out the gaps there if if we're feeling a little light, but this is if we were doing uh, a three. How would you split that in terms of full-backs? Is it two left-backs, two right-backs, five centre-backs?
3: just feels horrible, that five fucking centre-backs.
2: It does, but when we play three at the back, you never, you never know, do you? Um, he took, he took nine defenders last
3: time, and that was with a 20-20. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I do need to get my head out, out of this thing that we're going to go and play some scintillating attacking football and just realise yeah. what we're actually going to do. with It. And he does have a thing for picking lots of right backs.
2: Yeah, well, we'll we'll get onto that a little, <laughs> a little
3: bit further down the line. Um,
2: maybe he's, he's he's gone against that um, by the news we've seen today. Uh, first name here Harry Maguire he, he's the first he's the first name on the uh, plane in terms of defenders isn't he if you're uh, Gareth Southgate
0: yeah I
3: think yeah. so I think so do we know how bad that injury is or was I was wondering to see him on crutches at a game I I did think this isn't getting much mileage considering I didn't think that looked great honestly so hoping to have it back for the Open final fun. doesn't sound good for us well
2: the Champions League final is the day when the squad is supposed to be meeting up. So some of these Chelsea players that get picked, and the Man City ones that get picked, they're saying that
3: they're just going to be coming to the camp in just
2: a vile mood and spreading that around. <laughs>
3: that sounds like good organisation. That yeah, fantastic. that's fantastic.
0: That's going to be horrible, isn't it? But either or, I think on that reason, how many England players will sit here?
2: We'll 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 get yeah, there. Yeah, we'll get um, them and probably only a couple of names down the list. But so with Maguire, Solskjaer said, he's making progress. We've consciously taken the route of not testing him out too early, too quickly, because we don't want to aggravate something. Harry is very, how do you say? He wants this so much, so he doesn't want to take any risks either. When I spoke to him this morning, he was quite positive. Uh, He's not given a time frame, but he does hope that as the leader of the team, He'll be fit, and he says, I'll give him as long as he needs to say yes or no and tell me if he can play. Sounds like he's going to be pushing it either way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I wonder if they'll take any note of what happened to Johnny Evans um, in the FA Cup final when they tried rushing him back. But I suppose Ollie isn't too concerned as to how well England do at the World, uh, the Euros. I guess it's more on what Maguire prioritises, although as the footballer, you'll probably going to
1: think you can do both so the next I, I think, name god 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 that's right
2: so the next name there is Tomori um honestly he's, he's having a great season in Milan he's just got his first goal for the club would anyone take him still as uh, got four more centre-backs to take
1: well I so I, I I would I mean you've got the luxury of you know plenty of room on the plane here um I would take him but I don't think he will because I think the player that does get in somehow and maybe his justification for taking him is an option in this position who can play in midfield as well, is I reckon he takes Eric Dyer over somebody Come like on. this. We're going
2: to get to his name.
1: I, I know, I know, I know, but I, I'm just saying as part of my point, I do, I would take him, I would want him on the plane, but I can, I can see him not going. Jack, what about you?
0: What are the other options first before I make a decision on who I'm not taking? If you run through the options for me,
2: all right, well, we'll get to So um, he, he's not in, he's not instantly jumping out to you as someone that
0: he's good because he's fast. That's the only thing he'll have over most other people is that he's a pretty handy defender, but he's pretty quick. If well, why
2: do you know? And I was asking you to reel off the 23 man squad that you were taking. He he wouldn't be one of the ones that was rolling off your tongue, would he? I
0: guess no, I wouldn't say right. no. he is having
2: a very good season though, and it looks I don't know if that
3: was.
0: My... My thing Brent's with this is last by
2: the way, kind of bit of Chelsea by the fact that they did have that agreement. It seems weird that he wasn't given much of a chance at Chelsea.
0: Yeah, he was in the team, and then he wasn't. I just, I don't. We, no one knows what happened. We have bomb him out.
3: Frank
2: wanted yeah, him gone. Yeah, we like to say, look, they'll be taking that up regardless. The,
3: the thing with this is, right, I was thinking that I would quite like Samori in my squad, and from what I've heard, he's playing well in Milan now. I did see he's played sixteen league games. I mean a huge amount. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If it, this guy yeah. we're kind of I feel like we're we're having He's a bit been of injured, a, hasn't he? Regardless. Sixteen league games isn't is promising uh, thing, Oh yeah,
2: like. I know. I mean I'm I just put. I'm just saying I don't think it's uh, a lack of ability as to why
1: he's not been playing. Yeah, I. No, I think but you know, we can't forget it, we're not talking about the starting eleven here. Uh you know, it's players like him that fill up the squad in a nice kind of way that give you that that you know a potential burst of speed option you know I, I I don't I don't see a better reason to take other players that are going to be in a similar position to him on in the squad which is not in wow. the starting 11 we'll get to those so Esri
2: concert is a name that I think every time Villa win a match there's someone that says I don't see how Esri Conce doesn't get a look in for the England team Is oh, come on We've, we've heard this now enough times, but does anyone think that he should be
3: getting on the plane? No. Nope. We're in a funny yeah. spot with him. Because <laughs> he has been playing well, but I feel like I, I don't want him in my squad. And for example... Like I mean, we can say he's a good player without saying that. But, like, but I mean, sometimes you watch him and I think he's better than Minks. And Minks yeah. probably will get in.
2: He probably he's will get the next Gals, guy so. that we're going to get
3: to. Well, we can
2: talk about him at the same time
3: because Ming's obviously fortunate from size of him. He's not slow either, and he's a left-footer, which yeah. I don't know whether that will lend itself to him. If, if you say about kind of some of the instinctive takes on Henderson that we've had in the
2: past week, I don't think it's just the past week for me. Almost every time I've watched Ming's this season, I've been so put off. Like mm. Last season, if if I could have taken a realistic option um a centre back from the league, he would have been almost at the top of my list uh to come in to come into Arsenal. I watch him now. He looks as error laden as any of the names on this list. He looks as clumsy. He looks as like if some of these trickier players running at him in the box, I, I wouldn't trust him to not be too um heavy footed on the ball. It's not like he's some kind of uh set piece weapon that justifies him in the way that maybe some other names here will be when we get further down the list. I think he'd be in the lower echelons of the centre-backs that I'd be prepared to take and the plus point for him is that he's left-footed and I think that's the main thing he's got going his way because ability-wise I'm not sure he's up there with some of the other names that we're going to talk
3: about. Um, probably fair. I, I A yeah. similar thing where the more you're watching, the less convinced you get. You're more you do think he's, he's got a mistake in him. Some of his position isn't great. Sometimes I've watched him. Before. For a guy this big, he's, he's kind of getting like beaten in the air and stuff. Well, yeah. I wouldn't expect that. You know, he's actually the basic level for him. Well, I guess kind of the opposite then. James Tarkovsky. I'm a
2: big fan of his. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are. Sean, Sean Dyche does rant quite a bit. He says his players aren't taken seriously when it comes to... Uh, England selection and other international selection I think he's one of the best centre-backs we have and I don't think he's someone that you'd partner with Maguire um, or perhaps if you maybe in a three it would make a bit more sense but I think in terms of ability and the other centre-backs on this list I think he's more than capable of being that guy and for me if it's him or Connor Cody I think Tarkovsky is the better option.
0: Our, our centre backs, we're going through the list, and the options are worrying me. If we line up, do <laughs> you want me to tell it you is. the other
2: names that I've got It down is a problem so
0: Yeah. The other
2: names I've got down: uh, Lewis Dunk, Ben White, Eric Dyer, Mason Holgate, Ben Godfrey, Michael Keane, John Stones, Chris Smalling, Connor Cody, Good and Carl Walker. If you want to include him as a centre back.
0: I would personally, <laughs> you probably have to go like Maguire, Mings on the left because he's left footed and then Carl Walker because he's got pace at right centre back. That's a horrible list to choose from. I mean, John you have Stones, some respect for John Stones. John yeah. Stones has had a good season, but I've been burned by John Stones way too <laughs> often in an England <laughs> shirt and watching him make mistakes for City, albeit he has had a good scoring season. In a season where Man City haven't had to do a lot of defending, whereas in an England team, he it's, will be b- defending a lot more.
2: It's quicker to name the players in this squad that haven't burnt us before in some
3: aspects <laughs>
2: than, <laughs> than the ones that haven't. So I'm I, not sure we hold that against them too harshly.
3: No. I mean, John Stones is a certainty. I'm not I'm not going. yeah, yeah, no, yeah no, he,
2: I, no, he I'm is. Just, he just I'm just saying, me. <laughs> if, if that's our, kind of our level is. I've been burned by him before. We may as well take half the players <laughs> off this list. I mean, <laughs> Connor Cody getting man of the match yesterday. I, I've heard of charity caps. I don't think they handed out charity man of the matches unless it was your debut or you were a kid. How the hell did you get man of the match in a 2-0 loss when well, you've been battered all over the pitch? He's the one that made a mistake for the goal. I,
3: I was going to say, I, it's not like that didn't happen. I, I can that out that. Well,
2: they it's tried to happens. gloss over it because it happened whilst they were saying Oh, he's just told oh, Gareth, you need to get him on the plane now. It, it, it was baffling. I uh, For me, on the list, so if we're taking four more centre-backs, Tarkovsky, Godfrey, Stones and Dunk, they're my four. Christ,
3: this could get harder than we thought. Yeah. Do you have any love for Chris Smalling from anyone? Is I feel like say- he's
0: getting short-changed. Yeah, if you say tomorrow's had a good season, he's had a decent enough season for Roma. I think Chris Smalling.
1: We are saying get both the Italians contingent over.
2: I don't want to put a spanner in the works here. Um, Chris Smalling started 16 games for, for Roma this season.
0: Um, <laughs> this is the this is the thing, isn't
3: it? We're just doing a classic <laughs> thing that English people do when we see something foreign and think it's a bit fancy. So he's playing over in Italy. He must be doing great. I'll,
1: I'll keep quiet about Kieran Trippier then.
3: <laughs> no, he actually has had a
1: good yeah. season. Yeah. As he has had a good season, yeah.
3: But to the right back issue, that's a yeah. separate issue. I mean, Maguire and Stones, right? We've we definitely agreed those two are solid yeah? Yeah, I'll put a little green marker on John Stones there. So we're essentially, we've got three other centre back slots up for Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah.
3: And if we're going to suggest that we're going to have three at the back, which is the vibe I'm getting from you lot. The, well, only the reason, we're picking like, eleven, we're just picking a squad. So no, but that's going to dictate my thing. here. so like, yeah, because yeah. I would have Carl Walker as one of them, for example. If that was the case, like if you were saying to me we're going to play four at the back, then I wouldn't consider that. But so
2: if that's the case, if we're taking
3: two right backs, two left backs, Carl Walker would be one of the center- as well as Carl Walker. Yeah, that's that's what I would do because. He would be for a lot of people, he would probably be one of your free choice center outs if we pay for it in the back because they don't trust our other center outs. I
2: don't, I don't disagree. I just feel that even still, I don't know how much cover you need. I think when you look at these sometimes, it's more, expect, it's more an
3: indictment on these other center outs. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. I suppose
2: it's easier for us to X some names out and then go with what we have left than um, to do. So, I mean. Esri Concer, is, is anyone making the claim that he's gonna be on the plane?
3: Nope. No. He nope. could probably feel hard done by but no. What about Lewis Dunk? Do you like him but I don't I don't think Jack Alex?
2: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Alright, Tyrone and Mings.
2: Yeah, he goes.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> I think he goes I think previous experience with England as well is gonna be key. It's, it, like, it's not so much an issue when you go in for like, an attacking flair or midfield for a midfielder. But well, we're not. That's sort of <laughs> no, the opposite no.
2: of how we play.
0: No, but what I'm saying is is that if you go in to pick defenders, you want them to have a, some experience with England before going to me.
2: I see what you're saying. I'd rather take ability over playing some England friendlies.
0: I think you take Mings because he can be... A, Everyone loves a left footed centre back, especially playing through <laughs> at the back. Are you on the
2: Mings Express?
0: I, I think that Mings as well, if you look at it, he's ability wise the same as Dunk. The same That's Dunk.
2: disrespectful to Lewis Dunk.
0: <laughs> or are you
2: being so disrespectful to Mings? Yeah.
0: If you if you've got a striker
2: running through and you need to put money on Dunk or Mings to make the challenge to save your life,
3: which one of you is picking Tyro Mings in that situation? I don't know that the, the
0: debate is as one-sided as you think. I have to <laughs> no. think about it. I have yeah. to have a real good think. I do think that Mings would be better.
2: I think that's a myth as well, but I'll give him the I'll give him the green tick if uh, you on the Mings <laughs> Express, TK? I'm
0: just trying to establish
3: you what know, I, I do have, so I'm gonna have quite a Stone Walker so far? My ex and out, Eric Dyer. Get him out. Get him out of my sight. What are your it's thoughts just...
2: on Ben White? Not oh, yet.
3: Yeah. I haven't been overly impressed with him. For, right, for all the, the talk, taking that cash when they got offered it. For all the talk of him, I'm not.
0: He's
3: got what about not sure. my guy James T- Deutsch probably does have a point that his players get overlooked. And I'd have I'd have no issue with Tarkovsky being in there because he is you know what you're getting, don't you? Yeah. Um I
2: you might out Mason Holgate. Yeah, some of are. the Everton youngsters are some of the worst I've ever Luke Garbert... The, in, the under 21 tournament that he had probably about four years ago, worst singular tournament I've, I've seen by any footballer ever. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. And I was rushing home <laughs> from work to watch each one of those games. And each time I was just disgusted by what I was seeing. <laughs>
3: um, He had a good load spell at <laughs> Is Michael Keane in anyone's squad? I think he makes mine. You'd take Keane over Godfrey, would
2: you? If you, if you had to pick one of the two. I mean, I'm not narrowing it down to those two, but no, that's I've just got those two that, names
3: next to each other. I did have that debate with myself as well, and I think they both had a good season for everything. Um I'm gonna, I guess, kind of go back on myself a bit. I think we've seen Keane's uh, limitations at top level, but in a way, Godfrey's so untested that we we kind of don't really know that.
2: I'm I'm in the Godfrey camp. I'm, I'm a, I am
3: a. am do think, think he's a player. A fan of him. Are we? Is Chris Smalling
2: getting X'd out? So the ones that I don't have X'd out. Tamori, Mings, Tarkovsky, Godfrey, Keane and Cody. So we're not that far, we're not that further forwards. And depending on whether <laughs> we're taking Walker as a centre-back or we're taking him as a right-back.
3: In which case, I'd have, I think...
2: So you need three of that list, basically.
3: I, I think I'd have Cody and Samori. And Mings. Well, much. I've already got Walker, haven't I? Okay. So I'd have Maguire, Stones, Walker, um... To Maury and Cody.
2: What do you think, Jack and Alex? Are you taking Carl Walker as a centre back or a right back?
0: As a centre back, I agree with TK, but I would switch Cody for Mings. I feel. Well, let, I did, let me
2: let me put I, a Green Walker in green first. All right. So we need two centre backs. Alex, where do you stand on Connor Cody?
1: Um, he's not getting in ahead of Mings for me. We've got Mings down, haven't we?
2: No. Oh, yeah, got yeah, Maguire, yeah. Stones and Walker.
1: Right, Mings gets in for me, so it's a no for Cody, and I do have I do have Walker at centre back.
2: So we've got Walker, we've got Maguire, Stones and Walker, we've got two
3: more to take. My thing with Cody, I actually it's <laughs> I don't think he's had a great season, personally, but I do think that's often been the case that Wolves have tried playing four at the back more often this year, and I don't think it's worked too often. They haven't looked too sharp, but when he's they do, he's play, a
2: nice bloke. Yeah,
3: he's obviously a good character, to have, which does have some weight in an international squad. I know it maybe shouldn't, but it does. But I, in a, in a back three, I I do trust him. I think he knows that system well, and I would I would have him in there. He's so got, got a of, a, a, got a so what of a three have you saying? As
2: well. Mings and Cody is the other two. <laughs> Sorry, or is it just? So, how many of you are saying Mings? I
3: say Cody and Samori is my.
0: Do we have to agree? Because if we have to agree, I'll just agree.
3: No, I mean the point is are supposed to. It. Do, are
2: three of you saying Cody for a start? I uh,
3: was he, going. Mings AJ was saying Mings Cody. over Cody. For, establish what AJ's two are, because me and Jack have shown our hand.
2: And mine are largely inconsequential because I'm I'm Godfrey and Tarkovsky would be my two. <laughs>
1: What was what was yours and TK's, Jack?
0: Um, Walker is a centre back.
2: No, Jack,
0: we, We've gone past that. Jack. Jack is
2: Cody and Mings. TK is Tomori and Cody. Okay.
0: No, that's wrong. I was Tomori and <laughs> no Cody. Nah.
1: Uh, right. Well, if that that makes it easy for me then, because I I was I quite like Tomori at the start, so. I've got uh, Tamori and Mings going.
3: I do like Sorry, Connor.
0: Cody's diagonal balls, though, I have to say. They are, I think we could use them, but They're just missing. Miss
2: I'm not sure I'd have taken Tamori over Cody, but this is, this is all kinds of rash. So we've got five <laughs> centre-backs. We've got Maguire, Tamori, Mings, Stones and Walker.
1: Um, i got to get some blood in there.
3: I think we have essentially gone with, look, I don't trust any of these defenders, so we're just going to get the quickest ones we can get. <laughs> yeah, I was yes, say, essentially
2: The guys that we've essentially agreed are the most trustworthy have barely got a nod.
3: We're all style of a substance here.
2: Not me. I'm, I'm a man that's won the World Cup, on the euro with England, and I'm knows what he's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> um, do you want to do right back to our left backs first?
3: I was about to say left backs should be serious, but I've got Bit of a take on. it. left back, should be more straightforward.
2: But oh, wait, well, we'll start. We'll start with left backs then. Um,
3: pretty, pretty straightforward for me. I think it's. I think it's Shaw and Saka.
0: <laughs> I knew it would be.
3: See, this is this is my thing. Yeah. See, Shaw's obviously assuming. And on, on my one, I'd be saving a spot of a defender, and I'd take Saka as your sort of deputy. Tough one, sure. Well, I know.
0: I would take. Is, Shaw... is
3: anyone saying that Shaw isn't in? No, I think Shaw
0: yeah, is. In. Shaw is in. Um I would say that Cherwell because he's played this system all season. Well, since two he's not even
2: getting in Chelsea's Chelsea's lineup consistently in the in the, in the position. That was the that was my yeah, I, turn
0: as well. I, I do dis- I do disagree with it, but I think he does play the system well. well but Saka, Saka Matt is target. an amazing amazing option off the bench, so I'm a big fan of Saka, so that's difficult. That's tough. You've one. also got
3: Matt Target as well. I mean, he's, and Aaron Creswell. They're probably both actually by unlucky because they both have had like, good seasons. My thing with, my thing with it is... Creswell's been playing in the middle of a five as well though, wasn't he? Parts, wasn't he? I've seen, I've seen other games where he's played, uh, But my thing with it is, is and this is linked back to the thing about taking defenders, do you think we tend to, we're going to need attacking options because it's probably going to, we're probably going to be putting subs on because it has gone pear-shaped. Probably not going to be going. we to rotate the defense. If we have a set back five, if we go with that, then we're probably not going to rotate it too much. That's always my thinking with it. So Saka does give you obviously those numerous options in right recent play.
2: In recent friendlies, they they've gone Saka over 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 Chillwell. Yeah, well. I, I I don't I don't see in Chillwell what I'm supposed to be seeing.
3: I think he would get in my 26, but I don't think he'd get in my 23. I think he would be one of my extra three if I was doing it. Who, who
2: would be your two if you're taking two?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Shaw and Saka. What about you, Alex?
1: So I, I'm going with... Um, surprise might be a surprise here, Luke. So I, I, I'm going to go with Shaw, and I, I do agree with Saka. I think Saka's had a good amount of experience this season in probably similar situations that England are going to find themselves in. So... Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I and I like losing. lovely yeah I I like I like the idea of um, having him as <laughs> when we need some when we need some an af- more offensive defensive option off the off the bench I yeah I, I like that I can see him and he I think he's the sort of player as well that I don't know he gives you when when you're on the back foot and you need that momentum swing I think he's one of the players that can definitely galvanize that so um yeah, I'll go with Saka and Shaw. And I
2: I can ask you your pick, Jack. I mean it's not gonna change.
0: But no would it would I, it have been Shaw and
2: Saka, Creswell, target? I think
0: realistically, if I'm looking at it, it probably is gonna be um Saka. I think he offer's a bit more going forward and like TK said, the chances are it's gonna go in pear shaped and we're gonna to need to put a second mm-hmm. option on and he would be you could link him up with I don't know he would play on the left. We'll get to that, but we'd be a threat. Put it that
2: way. Like Him take. and Emil Smith row on that side would be <laughs> very
0: good. <laughs> yeah, um, like, TK I think like if you're going to take two right backs, and you've got right um, Carl Walker that can fill in right wing back as well. I think the energy levels you're going to be needed. I think you should probably take three left wing backs as well. So Chilwell would probably be in my twenty-six man.
2: Well, we'll get on to right backs then and uh, as we know this has been a uh, point of contention particularly in the press today where David Ornstein has come out and he said it's now looking improbable that Trent is going to go to the Euros he doesn't fit what Southgate wants and he doesn't trust him enough defensively um, the right backs that we have down here. one second
1: alright so we've got Matty Cash
2: Kieran Trippier Reese James, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles.
0: It's I'm just gonna go straight in. It's James and um, Trent.
1: I, I I don't. It's, it, it's Trent, Trent and it's, it's Trent and Trippier for me. Yeah, I don't think you could ignore Trippier.
0: Reese James offers so much going forward and backwards. No, and, he doesn't. This back. is the
2: biggest <laughs> myth. This is the biggest myth in football at the moment.
0: He had, Reece he had Rhys James is a real, solid
2: defender and yeah. he offers this going forward. He had
0: Ferland Mendy on toast against Real Madrid and he defended pretty well as well. Kept a clean sheet. So, he, he bumped off Vinicius Junior, played off Hazard and had Ferland Mendy on toast. And I know we're not judging off Played it? off Hazard? Hazard wasn't <laughs> playing. <laughs> he, was. He, was. <laughs>
2: he was. He was running off his two for Tuesdays. <laughs> but, I said Matty Cash over Rhys James. Oh, my God! What? I'm not, I'm not even fishing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh my God. I thought
2: I was unsure on him, but oh. <laughs> I'm, yeah, with I, I don't, I'm with Luke. I don't see what I'm supposed to be seeing <laughs> with Rhys James. I don't what, see, what it. Do see it. What aren't you seeing? Well, offensively, we're hearing that he's good enough attacking-wise that we don't need Trent in the squad, which is... I'm not saying, no, 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 no I'm not saying this is what agree. you're saying. I'm saying this no, is what I, I, we're I get, hearing about him, that he can fill the gap that we're not having with Trent
0: there. I don't get why you don't take Trent and James. I think that is the most shored up right back. Because
2: now. it's not shored up, no. because he, he can't defend the way we're being told he can defend.
0: What are you basing this off?
2: If if I have a scale of 1-10, to if I have a scale... Rhys James isn't noticeably a better defender than Trent. And yet people have painted this picture that they're levels apart defensively.
0: I don't even think Trent's that bad. I don't get where this narrative has come from. No, but
2: that's Liverpool
0: have, the, Liverpool that had pitch. A, Yeah, Liverpool have had a difficult season because they've lost Van Dijk. So the whole defence is at sea. And they're playing four at the back instead of three at the back as well. I think you put Trent into a system where he's got three centre-backs covering he is a brilliant weapon that you want to be having on the right-hand side. And I think everyone else that's trying to get on this trench shit bandwagon, I, I don't see it. I he's also play. coming
3: into form at the right time for England's point of view.
0: I just don't... I, I,
3: don't just
0: save our players. I think we've gone from lauding him for being, he should be playing in centre mid when he was like, in when the Champions League at <laughs> yeah. like 19, to now saying that he's fucking terrible, he shouldn't You're
3: be He's not again. getting into our
0: 26-mile score. I just what? don't see it. <laughs> I don't understand. What him. what can
2: what can Reese James do that Trippier can?
0: He's bigger, he's stronger, he's better in the air, and he's just as good defensively. Again, proofs in the pudding. You've got James and Chilwell for that matter, they've played in a defensive kept the most clean sheets in Europe this season. That's are we going Do we trust the
2: eye test or are we trusting this because one team plays as defensive as any other team in the league right now?
0: And Who? us. Yeah. What? We keep the ball. It's not defensive. We just keep the ball. What we do with You've the ball... You've been coming you know, on in the tough.
2: last three weeks saying you don't know if you're going to score goals, but you're pretty confident that, that, don't that you're going to keep gonna
0: score it. Goals. It's not because we're not creating the chances. It's because we're not putting the chances away. We're actually first for chance creations since Tuggle took, took over in the Premier League. It's just we've got no one that can finish. That's the you,
2: don't, you don't think Trippier starting almost every game in... Atletico's defensive lineup is more than Reese James being a bit part of player for Chelsea.
0: He hasn't been a bit part player, though. He is usually a staple. It's just recently when he's got the business end, when Tickles had this weird... Callum Hudson
2: at Doi t- is getting games at right wing-back ahead he of Reese James. He As was. T- Quetta, who is a slug at <laughs> 45 years of age, is getting games ahead of Reese James at right wing-back. It
0: is... A bit questionable. I don't understand why that's been the case recently. I think Tickle's just thought he wants to be... He he knows. He knows
2: what he's seen.
0: He feels that his attacking options are going to give him enough creativity to not need Rhys James. But you have Rhys James for the games against the lower teams that we struggle to break down with England. Then why would you not have
2: Trent there?
0: I'm I'm saying he could. I'm saying they're both in my squad. I don't know who starts. I think they're both in my squad though. 100%. 100%.
2: If Rhys James starts for England at
3: Euro 2020, Southgate shouldn't be allowed out onto the pitch. I
0: don't know why you're <laughs> nagging on these players.
3: <laughs> he is going to start, so you better watch yourself.
0: Yeah, why, why are you will. so against these players? I know he plays for Chelsea, but it's got to be more than that.
2: Gareth Southgate is the disgusting man in a waistcoat. Rhys
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Reece, Reece James... I I. I i trust the eye test, and the eye test doesn't tell me what I'm being told.
0: Well, you need glasses then, he's. I do, up. I've
2: got an eye test uh, June <laughs> 2nd, actually, if uh, anyone wants to give me a lift to work after. But
0: say you have Reese James, I'll give you a lift. <laughs> <to> <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
2: I'm, I'm Trent and Trippier. The, o- the only person that I've picked Reese James ahead of on that list is Aaron Wambisake.
0: Do you have Matt Cash over Rhys James? I do, yeah. That's, that's a lot. Of... Outrageous. <laughs> that's You've lost all credibility from that statement. <laughs> Why? Because it's outrageous. Tariq Lambs, Tariq Lambs is actually he's injured. He's injured.
3: Uh, if Lanty had got injured, he might have. Yeah. Uh, the way he was yeah. playing, I think he would he could have forced his way in. Yeah. Maybe not for Southgate's because he's got people he loves.
2: Is anyone going to suggest Max Ahrens? Just, just ask him. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, Trent and Trippier is my pick uh, Alex, what about you? Trent and Trippier. Tricky?
3: Trent, definitely, um, that may be expected of me, but I, I do think I can't quite believe he might not go. It seems mad to me. Uh, I do largely agree with where you're at with James. Just on the bit where you said where we're kind of being told like he's Trent going forward plus I don't know like Gary Neville defensively. I kind of I don't quite see that. I don't think the, there's a huge disparity between what him and Trent can do defensively. and I think Trent is a bit better going forward. Uh, and I think Trippier has been integral to Atletico when you look at where their meltdown game did coincide with his ten game ban as well, which I do think is a, is a strong point to him. Uh, I wouldn't have too much problem either way with. Picking Trippier or Reese James, just they would be my second choice. And then it comes down to uh, we know what Trippier can do, but we also know his limitations to do we go with James because he's obviously what is he like 21. So, I would probably, on the balance of it, go with Reese James as my second choice right back. But if we do need to come to a decision, I wouldn't have any problems with Trippier getting in ahead of him. Right, well, James would have Reece... been my pick, but if it is that, then. We'll have to I get. think what
0: Trippier gives you as well is his dead ball ability. Um, there,
3: there is that as well,
0: isn't there? Yeah. Where we, you look at that England team and there isn't a free kick taker where you think this is going in unless we stick Ch- James Ward-Prowse on like a field goal taker like American football.
2: All right, so midfielders then...
0: So what have we decided? Have we gone Trippier in? We,
2: we, we've got Trippier and we've got Rhys James in purple for coming back when we had three at the end. Right, okay. Um. So... Midfielders, boys. The easiest way to explain this is: how many centre forwards do you think we should take here? Kane plus one. Because yeah, that's why it's a, little, it's a little easy, out out easy as to what you call a midfielder, what you call an attacker, so on. So I was just checking the numbers here. Yeah, um,
0: if
2: we're gonna be playing this, I think it's
0: the only thing you can do. thing who, who is it? Dominic calvert so,
2: do we'll, oh, yeah. we'll get that's that's last. Do you yeah, want to start? How many central midfielders are we taking?
0: I. If four? we take four, how many does that leave us for attackers?
2: We've got 12 players so far, so that'll be 16. So and then we've got seven to use on wingers and strikers.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'd probably say four because you're going to need like rotational. One gets injured, you need options, don't you? Is Hendel right, well, going to be back? Do we know? Or is he at, he's, yeah he we'll,
2: we'll we'll get to that because I I've got a bit of the, the latest on there. Um, so, midfield is wise. Uh, Ross Barkley, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Mel Smith, Rowe, Jude um, Bellingham, Mason Mount, Kelvin Phillips, James Madison, oxlade Chamberlain, Jordan Henderson, Curtis Jones, Phil Foden. If you, I don't know if you want to class him as a winner, um, James Ward Prowse. Deli Alley, Harry Winks, Declan Rice.
0: I think what we've got to look at here is that the two in midfield are going to be holders, and then we're going to have three attackers. So Mason Mount's been playing in the three. I don't know if you want to include him in whichever. I guess Mason Mount's good because of his utility. You can play him in an eight, you can play him centre mid, you can play him as a winger. I think that's decent. Jack, I've got a question
1: because remember earlier when I said the Chelsea the decision against Chelsea at the weekend were the second most outrageous thing that my brother was saying this weekend I'm so this. do you, do you, do you, do you, in terms of let's say just a quick ranking where do you put mount in terms of like the the value to the, the England squad like do you put him as you know in the, the top 3 of the best players in our squad or the best player in the England squad what what do you if
2: we go in the way I think I might actually agree with your brother No,
1: no, no, just, just, let's see what he says.
0: I wouldn't say he's most important. I wouldn't say that at all. I'd say that he's... Probably top three. Yeah, I'd say he's top three because you think of the work rate and the control that he brings a game. He blinks the player between midfield and the front three so well. He's not one that will stand on the edge of, on on the defender's shoulder and just hope that the ball comes to him. He goes searching for it to make things happen, which let always with England. We don't have that. Um, I think we're lucky that we've got Foden because he's again similar, where he'll come looking for the ball to make things happen, and then waiting for it to happen, and then pass so,
1: my brother, so, so my brother is has made the claim that Mason Mount is the best player in the England squad. No. He has, since back, he has, since, he, <laughs> he has since backtracked. He's trying to now claim I mean, that he's joking. I, but, I admire
3: him, but.
1: I, I think he was saying that with some chess to start with and then I think it sort of dwelled on him that he, <laughs> let's say I don't know Harry Kane's in the squad or
0: <laughs> is like very important for the reasons I just your
1: said. mic keeps coming in and out here Alex
2: oh again the start of what you say is quiet and then it seems to kick in so I don't know if you've got some kind of like uh, resistor on there because we had this with Jack before when we did an interview but there we go so I think it's quite Simple for me yeah, I think there's maybe a final space. I think Declan Rice, is anyone saying that he isn't
3: in the squad?
0: No, he's in the squad.
3: Again, assuming he's foot, he's going to be coming back from injury, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Um,
3: or
0: yeah.
2: Um, I guess Foden counts as an attacker for, for me. I mean, he's not playing the central yeah. midfield, is he?
0: No, no not
2: for um, him. Mason Mount, is anyone saying otherwise for him? Yeah, he's, he goes. Yeah. So we're left with Jordan Henderson, James ward uh Jordan Henderson, uh, Calvin Phillips, uh G- lost me, I'm trying to thought... G- Bellingham. Got, yeah, I haven't got a list, yeah. Bellingham, Henderson, Phillips is essentially... And James Ward Price. I, I guess no one's putting Barkley in.
1: <laughs> no, no. I'm not
2: sure he's making the cut now. H- um,
1: Henderson's definitely in.
2: Um, is, does anyone take James Madison in, in these situations or not?
0: Uh, he's just fucked it towards yeah, the, the latter stages. Like, all of the stuff off the pitch, he's got into he was doing so well and he's been in and out of that Leicester team and he's lost all the momentum. Don't get me wrong, I think he's a brilliant footballer. I just think on the balance of who's been playing regularly, who's in form, I think he needed to be at 100% to all seasons to get a chance to be in it. And he he's, fucked
2: it. He he would take an Oxlade-Chamberlain.
0: No. He's a um, useful builder, but he's barely played and he's injury prone. So, no. Uh,
2: Jude Bellingham. Uh, so if, if if you say that we've got this narrowed down to Bellingham, Henderson, James Ward-Prowse, and Calvin Phillips, am I right saying your two there would be Calvin Phillips and Jordan Henderson, TK? Uh,
3: to be honest, I've been going on the provision that Hendo isn't fit and lined So in which case, I'd have Calvin Phillips and Jude Bellingham. Yeah. I just I, don't know I, if, uh, if Henderson's not going to play a game the rest of the season. So what? I struggle to
2: justify him. Ornstein's column today is basically Henderson means that much to Southgate that it's essentially his call as to whether he's going. Um, He's going to give him right up until the last minute and then say, look, are you fit or not? And then if he says he's fit, then he's going to be on
1: the plane.
3: Um, I get why. Obviously, leadership point of view as well. Obviously, he's great. But it's just, if I can't play him... then. (laughs)
1: There's no way if if that is if that's true, he, even if like he's not fully fit, there's no way he's saying no. I'm sorry, <laughs> there's no way he's saying he's not fit. Well, he's,
2: mean, he'll, he'll uh, drag
1: himself there.
2: He'll have to be past physically fit in terms of like yeah. being able to run around. But
1: um, yeah, that process will be like you know you can imagine it'll be like you have to do literally scratch through. So he really
3: got in with a broken toe, so I'm sure yeah probably
1: does. it's. it's Bellingham
2: and Phillips, for me, does anyone want to make the
0: case for James Ward-Prowse? I was going to make it, and I think he's good, but I think Phillips, for the legs that he gives you, which he'll be brilliant to bring on in the second half in a t- against tiring teams, James Ward-Prowse is just very similar to what we've got with, say, Jude Bellingham and Declan Rice, that he likes to get the ball and move it around and play it, but he hasn't really got
3: and the mm-hmm. thing with it, you know, it's sort of USP is a set piece is if we have Triple. someone like Trent or whatever on them or Trippier, yeah, if we were playing in, you feel like, okay, maybe they're not quite as good as him, but they ain't a million miles off. So you know yeah, I mean? will be honest, I flip flops on Phillips a lot during the season, and I was very much a game
2: by game basis um, <laughs> in the way that I could be turned off him or turned on him. Towards the latter half of the season, then I, I am fully on board. Um, I don't know if I have too many West Ham fans on my timeline, maybe, that were uh, putting ideas in my head and doubting the ability of Kelvin Phillips, but no, nah, he's, he's a class act and he is a bit different.
3: I to... Actually, I've said it before, I just think style-wise, I think he's just perfect for us in terms of he has that ability to turn us from a defence into attack, which not many he's, players have. He's
2: the closest to doing the Henderson role if Henderson isn't there. Hmm. For sure,
3: for sure.
2: I do think he'd compliment Declan Rice quite, quite I That's what right I mean. Well. I think
3: next, next to Rice, you can do. You know, they can break up the play nicely. I think if you can get Phillips on the ball, he can start attacking moves well, in a way yeah. that we don't really have many players of that style that can do it. With I dare anyone... say. I think if if Mount was playing deeper, more ready for Chelsea, I'd probably just put Mount there. And yeah. Maybe Phillips off the bench, which could happen anyway. But uh, I think he's the only one who could do a similar job.
2: So Bellingham, Mount Phillips, Weiss. Anyone arguing with that? Sounds good. So we got we got seven spaces left to fill. Um, how do you want to do this? Um, Name the two, two strikers and then yeah, fill in the blanks. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Harry Kane. I don't think we need to d- debate that. Uh, not at all. The second striker, I mean, could be. Are we classing Rushford as a striker or a winner? I'm not personally, but. Uh, Winger for Which, which, TK? You're not classing him as a striker. I'm not classing him as a striker. Okay. Um, so the other names then Ollie Watkins, Tammy Abraham, Calvert Lewin, Bamford, Callum All Wilson, time. Danny Ings, and I don't know if you want to call Mason Greenwood a striker or not. I want to call him oh, the star boy.
3: <laughs> Greenwood, it probably gets in my squad, but not as a striker. I
2: think. I think. The harshest <laughs> treated person here is probably going to be Danny Ings. Whilst
3: you're going to have at least a couple missing out, that
2: can feel hard. Yeah, that yeah, way, no,
3: I just that's the one when I see like the lists of
2: the squads, he's the one I was, quite bad. But then when you do add it up, it's hard to get him in.
0: The Bamford,
2: is-
3: Bamford is the other is probably the other one that I take. See, I was I was thinking Bamford. I think. And in which case you're
2: probably looking at Calvert-Lewin and not Ollie Watkins thinking
3: unlucky lads. Calvert-Lewin for me,
2: second half of the season, I think he, I think he's absolutely stunk the place out. I don't look at him as a guy that I'd even be confident bringing on off the bench to get something done. I'd look at, I'd look at Ollie Watkins as being more likely to come off the bench and make something happen. I'd look at Danny Ings as someone that I'd rather bring yeah, off the bench yeah. than make that happen.
0: I think as Danny Ings, it brings something different. You, you don't want that slow, tall striker. If you're gonna bring someone on alongside Kane, you'd want a Danny Ings. Someone there.
2: Do you
0: um, not think we've seen though that
2: Bamford isn't that Bamford? Bamford is he's quick.
0: It, the thing is with Bamford is he wastes a lot of chances in.
2: He has got better at that though, hasn't
0: he? He, he gets a lot it. of
2: chances as well though. <laughs>
0: He gets them, yes, but we don't see the same won't him, with Bernard, really. Do you know what I mean? Like he he's got playing... more
2: ability to create his own chances than yeah. Callum Wilson, Tammy Abraham, Calvin Lewin,
0: etc. Yeah, et yeah I, I agree with that. Um, but you think like you one 0 down to Belgium, you bring on a striker for the last ten minutes to get you a goal alongside Kane, just all, like all hell, all the kitchen sink time.
2: let's get david james back in there
0: is that is (laughs) Is still (laughs) is bamford and kane like what you want to be seeing or is it i don't think
2: you're going like structurally at that point if that's if that's the way you're going over my thinking with with bamford is that harry kane has chocolate ankles and if you're going (laughs) if you're keeping a system then bamford fits the system the best way for me If if Kane's out of the if Kane's out of the lineup. That's the driving force for me. And That's then nice. I do think sold he, me. Yeah. he suits like I, I, I think he has a piece of what each of the others do well.
0: And it's weird I like saying w- that
2: after how we started the season.
0: I like Ollie Watkins, to be fair. I think that he's tall, he's big, he's a runner yeah. as well. Strong. I really like
2: Ollie Watkins as as well.
0: I think I would have Ollie Watkins over Bamford purely because
2: do you not take Ings over Watkins, though, if you're going for that type of...
3: I think Watkins can kind of lead the line a bit better or, yeah, on his own. Okay, yeah. If you look I at Ings predominantly fair. when he's playing for Southampton, he's going to have someone like Che Adams or something there to yeah. work off. If he's the lead man for England, he's not going to have that. I, think I wish if, we could get him in there, my boy.
0: <laughs> uh, if you want to rest Kane for one of the group games, if we're lucky enough to be in a position where we can do
2: that... We won't be. No.
0: <laughs> and to be fair, if you've looked at our run, it's one of those where we're probably better off coming second again. Because we get. Oh, France, that's, France, that's, France.
2: That yeah, well, let's worry about that when we get
0: there. France, Portugal, <laughs> Germany await us if we finish top. Like one of the. Whereas uh, it's like Spain or Sweden if we finish second in the group. Just <laughs> for
2: now, we need to take. We need to pick one of these. So who who's your pick, Jack?
0: Oh, I'm going Ollie Watkins, I think. Okay.
3: TK. It was a straight shootout between Watkins and Banford for me when I was thinking about this earlier. Um, I'm going with. Bamford for the reason you said uh, and on the basis of uh, I think a lot of the wings and stuff we're going to have I'm going to be having some pacey players and stuff in there so it's not like we won't have that I think Bamford yeah. offers something that's slightly different at least uh, Alex what about you
1: yeah I'm going with Patrick Bamford along the same lines of TK really I think there's enough options that we're going to put in next that give you that up speed option around the wings
2: alright so we've got five Slots left to, and if I read you the names that kind of are still outstanding: uh, Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenwood, uh, Harvey Barnes, Jesse Lingard, Dele Alli, Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling, James Madison, Jadon Sancho, Jack Grealish, Callum Hudson-Odoi.
0: Do we have Mason Mount as a midfielder?
2: Yeah, yeah, Mason Mount.
0: Yeah. 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 God, that's difficult to choose. <laughs>
2: Is so, the, uh, the only one that, that we think is kind of we can kind of get out of the way and see how many slots we've got left. So, are we Sterling is, is going to be
1: an nice uh, yeah, St- yeah. I assume? Yeah, I think Sterling definitely goes. Um,
3: I couldn't tell you why.
0: No,
3: I'm picking him and I'm like, you know what? I'm not sure I rate him higher than some of the I'm picking I,
0: him. I've stuck him in my mind. I'm thinking, yeah, I feel like I'd be laughed at if I said no, Sterling. But yeah. For, for what reason?
2: Yeah. yeah I don't absolutely. want a big chance falling to him. No.
0: No. No. I don't, I don't he... think. I feel that if you look at like Jaden Sancho, for example, I, I'm backing Sancho over Sterling this season.
2: Are we. Yeah. Just we is we know space got like, we, is Rashford, are we him in the same kind of bout as Sterling where like you're going?
1: Yes. Yeah. Again. I'm...
3: Again, go, go. exactly the same. Rinse and repeat. I have no real idea why I'm picking these two. They're He's going in my squad. Game game. Game.
1: Did, you, did you not
3: hear? I
2: Gary? actually understand more Rushford than Sterling, to be honest with you.
0: If If I'm cho- If I'm choosing five, I'll read off my five now. I think I'm going Foden with Foden, Sancho. Did we have Grealish up there as well? Didn't we?
2: Yeah. So if if, if you have Rushford and Sterling in already, and then you've got a uh, Three spaces left to go between Grealish, Sancho, Barnes,
0: Lingard. Foden. Foden. I mean, Grealish, Sancho, Foden, I'd go for. But I want to get Mason Greenwood in there because he, I feel like he knows where the goal is. If he gets half a chance, he's... I understand that
2: with him as as a player. But I also don't see that he does anything that I don't think... Sancho can do, or Rashford can do, or
3: I—I I already think he may be better than Rashford or Sterling in terms of giving him a chance and he, it. A chance He's... He might be at a premium. I'm—I'm I'm more worried yeah. if Greenwood's playing against me than if Rashford or Sterling are, which is a weird thing to say. I disagree. I—I I... Rashford is. You're one a one
2: hater. A you are a three. hater. No, I'm not. I'm not. We I'm can't not. Forget that. I'm not. Um. The one thing I will say, my thing in, in terms of finishing the chance, I absolutely agree with you. I think the position he's going to be playing, it's going to be on the wing. I think the ability to beat a man and all of that business, than my favour the other two there. In terms of finishing, sometimes deliver. delivery.
3: I I just don't think, for example, he's offering like nothing in terms of delivery or something. It's not in Rashford's were No, no. You know, whipping balls in like.
2: Well, right. Right. Am I
3: Beckham taking Rashford or Sterling out the squad? Do you know what? I think one of them might miss mine. But it feels outrageous to say. Because, I I think think well, for example, I think, to to steal, I think but... Foden's the shooting, isn't it? We're all going to have Foden shortly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And would I be right in saying we probably all have greenish Yeah. Yeah. I would have Sancho as well. Yeah. Same.
2: That's three. If you have three. Rashford and Sterling, then that's your squad.
3: Yeah, that's what I mean, and so I'm. That seems like a sensible choice, but I feel like I'd have Greenwood over potentially Rashford. That would
2: be Lingard and Greenwood missing out. Yeah, the only thing that <laughs> I is,
3: guess you know in the twenty six.
1: I was going to say, like, what about Lingard? Because we haven't really spoken about him. <laughs> I know it's. It, I know. It's only...
3: like, bang unlucky because he is in great form.
0: It's funny because you know he's going to go as well. So, it, oh, he's definitely going to go. Yeah, he's on the plane. I think. Like Rashford's detriment is that he's brilliant on the break against teams that have pushed up against United. He's not going to get that space. We're going to be sat... He's going to be playing against two banks for four. And when I've seen him with the ball in front of two banks for four, he's never really done anything. He's, he's not one that you think that he can dribble past players player with just his feet. Do you, he do you, is.
2: For all that I rate Rashford, I... I uh, for all I Greenwood, I, I don't...
3: See him over Rashford. i, I just watched him it's, increasingly and it's Rashford is doing. It's like watching them play themselves out of form. Yeah. Just kind of watching them because it will become like more and more blunt as a game goes on. I'm just kind of thinking that like, I'm not backing you to change a game here. Well, I might be seeing things then
2: because I was going to say in a big game, if, if I if I see Rashford throw on goal for England, I do believe he's going to score.
3: It's it's a good point. I am ignoring when I have watched him for England and.
2: I, 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 believe a is a, I believe Rushford really is a big game player. I've seen yeah. him do it enough times in big games.
3: Yeah.
1: Is it, Sancho, it's San, it's Sancho
3: yeah. a Sancho? Yeah. I would have him in myself. And I've been it, someone who's maybe put awesome. the handbrake on with him, <clears> but I would have him.
1: Did you see? Can you. Can you? He's in
3: contrast, he's in form. He's starting to play well again.
1: Which
2: yeah.
3: Again. I think he, he's he's insane. He's picked it back up again, hasn't he? I think there was a, a period of the season where people were questioning it. I think he
0: picked it back up again. The one thing I will say about this team is we're lacking players that will get in behind. As in, run to the byline and whip it in. Well, look, like a I panda. don't know. I mean,
2: Grealish, Sancho, Mount.
0: I feel like they're all kind side wingers, though. They're not get to the byline and whip it into Kane wingers. Well, I mean, I,
2: if you want me mean, to take l- out and put Harvey Barnes in. Then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah I he's think the most
0: out More heads in the door than that.
2: Ah, there we go. Uh, Now we see what he's getting at. Hunter Ladoy be lucky if he makes it at the under-23 squad. That (laughs) bloke is Nicola Living. 250 grand a week, he's on.
0: No, it's not. It goes up with every... (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: almost the same as happens with William. But now I've just seen you do know your wages. (laughs) 150
1: grand a week, he's on. I, I, I just want to throw my hat in the ring with... the the whole thing with Sterling, Rashford and Greenwood. Um, Obviously, we we know for certain that Sterling's on the plane, without a shadow of a doubt. So, hypothetically, this is our own team. So, it's not all right that it's not going to happen. But I I, I kind of agree with what's being said about Sterling in terms of you can make an argument for him not going versus the form and the potential that the other players offer.
2: I, want I to just have on the record. My start, I'm not that far that no. I don't think he's on the plane. I just don't think I want him in front of goal I'm, in terms of beating a man.
1: Well, if you don't want him in front of goal, then what do you want? <laughs> what do you want?
2: Yeah. What yeah. does he offer? What do you mean, really what's he offer? In
1: terms of beating a man, he's probably up there with most of the people on the list. I know, but, you know, it's kind of the intensity. The way he's been spoken about, it doesn't sound, you know it doesn't sound like that's going to be enough. I don't... I mean,
2: I've made my stance on Sterling pretty clear for the last probably three years that yeah. there's not one player I would want through on goal to save my life less than him. But at the same time, he, he does score 20 a season and clearly is a very good player.
1: Is there anything to be said for the link-up with Foden?
2: No, because they're probably going to play on opposite flanks if, that, if, if they're both playing. All ones gonna be on and one isn't. I mean, if if we do have Rashford and Sterling, then we do have a squad and we just need to pick the three.
3: Yeah, all right, I'll I'll go with it. I'm not.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not gonna die on the Mason Greenwood hill.
2: Well, Greenwood <laughs> would, would probably be in my 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 three. Personally, would probably be Greenwood, probably Henderson, and then an extra striker. So whether you want Danny Ings. Ollie Watkins. Actually, no, probably Lingard. So, I would probably be Lingard, Greenwood, Henderson.
3: My players just would be Greenwood, Ollie Watkins. Probably Though, Yeah, I probably would. probably don't have to guarantee a start with a 26-man squad.
2: If they feel he's fit and he can play in a big game, then I'd, I'd like Henderson to be a fair. Yeah. Whether, no matter whether it's a bit part or You trust him, though, the thing. Absolutely. Did, did, no, does actually... anyone... Sorry,
0: John. It's just exactly what this team doesn't have as well, as that stark leader.
2: Yeah. Well, is it's, a, for sure.
0: it's, it's a young, young team, this. If
2: is everyone yeah. having Greenwood and Henderson as two of the three?
0: Yes. Yeah. Lingard
1: yeah. The one for me.
2: So then the names left for the last spot. Danny Ings, Ollie Watkins,
3: Calvert-Lewin, Lingard, James Ward-Prowse. Right, you two have gone Lingard and I've gone Watkins so it's on Jack, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, if I'm choosing it'd probably be Lingard. Just, like, you want a form player in there and out of, mm-hmm. if you look at that forward line at the moment can you tell me someone who's banging form, you know, a really hasn't played since Feb, Kane who's been like in and out of injury again, losing the Spurs, got Rashford that's pretty blunt, Sterling that can't get into City's first team, <laughs> Foden is Pretty informed. Apart from that, who do you have confidence in that's tearing it up at the moment? And that's Lingard, I guess. He went to, oh. Sol,
1: Kane there. He went to Sol Kane there. and he's only top goal scorer and top assistant <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah,
0: that Everyone was done that season. That was that was in the days where that Mourinho got. No, that no
1: human sun. Human sun was the top scorer early in the season.
0: No, I, I'm not saying. I because, don't think he's um, getting um, on Mourinho's squad hey, though would you say, say he's yeah. in scintillating form right now?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah I would. I, I would say that he's the only decent. He's the scintillating. only. Class. You'd say he's in scintillating form right now. Yeah. He's a
2: top scorer and top assist this season. He's been slowly chipping away all season. Yeah, but I mean, as in, like. He's been stat padding, and you'll admit that.
3: <laughs> tearing it
2: up
1: against <laughs> stat padding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got. Our, we've got our I'm just trying to bump though. up the price tag on him. I'm just trying to bump up the price tag on him because he's about to leave. So it all becomes clearer <laughs> now. We do still have UFC <laughs> 262
2: to talk about as well. So goalkeepers: Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope, Alex McCarthy. Defenders: Harry Maguire, Tamori, Mings, Trippier, Saka, Alexander Arnold, Stones, Walker, Shaw. Midfielders: Grealish, Sancho, Bellingham, Mount, Phillips, Henderson, Sterling, Foden, Lingard, Rice. Strikers: Kane, Bamford, Greenwood, Rashford. That's it's our a team, teamy, though. How but we know that the th- not we
3: know that Diogo and, and Deliandi. So. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't actually rule that out either. Like, no, no. I, I'd give Deli Ali a better chance than James Madison. Yeah.
2: Bearing yeah.
3: in mind, yeah. mind the seasons they both had is kind of outrageous. Uh,
1: <laughs> I give I give Deli Ali a better chance than bloody Mason Greenwood for Christ's sake, which is outrageous. Right, well, there
2: we go. So that is uh, England squad. Next week, when we get back into football, I think we should have some guests joining us as we'll do our Premier League end of season roundup. Mm-hmm. We will go through each of the uh, big teams, uh, each of the big six. So uh, you can have a week off if you want, Alex. Um, <laughs> go through each of the big six. What? they need to get in over the summer and what we feel they're likely to get. Should have the Charmer joining us. Rory is asked to join. He says he has some uh, big thoughts on Liverpool's future. And uh, maybe we'll see if Sean wants to join. Um, We'll see how we go. So that is our England team. I don't know if Alex or Jack watched the UFC at the weekend.
0: No.
2: I did. So if not, we'll bid you farewell. And before we do, Alex, um, this weekend on movie badness, we are doing Lord of the Rings Return of the King
1: versus Bueller's Day Off. Return of the King without a shadow of a doubt, and if there is any, any, if Return of the King doesn't win every single category, I'll be outraged.
2: Every single category?
1: Yeah. Each week, you remind me what a blessing it
2: is that you just listened to this podcast. I'll <laughs> we'll be booting you off the call each week. Um, <laughs> we do have some news as well that... Palace are in deep talks with Frank Lampard and his agent about becoming the new manager of Crystal Palace. I
0: think that's a decent
3: move. I don't know if it makes sense for a part. Yeah.
2: He's going up against Abdullah Sima from Slavia, Prague.
3: he loves love to just for Roy out the door whilst he's still.
2: <laughs> well, apparently
3: he's not
2: discussing a contract as much as they aren't discussing one with him, so there we go but I've just seen someone. Say, Daniel Levy was in the room when everyone was doing the Super League. He's seen everyone's finances. Remember that this summer.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: someone else has said they've seen his as well. Take that man to the bank. <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, did you farewell, chaps? And,
0: yeah. See uh, you, yeah, boys.
2: Cheers. the yeah, gents just seen that Mark Tibbs is calling out Coogan, but I haven't seen I can't see what he always said. to so, invite to Coogan Cassius, hashtag why don't you? And someone said Team Truth checking in. So, we'll see that shortly. But anyway, UFC 262 did take place this weekend, TK. I mean, we're not going to break down uh, each fight in incredible detail. But if we do run through the card, um, I know you're not a man that's on Fight Pass. I don't know how early you tuned in. It started with um, Christos uh, Giagos beating Sean Soriano who come from behind Dars Choke to set up the night, which was particularly nice, because if you remember the last card we had with fans, you had those two ladies just swinging from the opening bell. So, And they did remind you of this about a thousand times on Saturday night, but <laughs> fans do seem to make a bit
3: of a difference. It's quickly becoming one of those things that is true, but it's becoming a cliché. Yeah, you then had uh, Tucker Lutz defeated Kevin Aguilar by decision.
2: You then had, I don't know if you tuned in for this fight, Priscilla Casuera against Gina Mazzani. So, myself and Rory were both on Gina Mazzani, biggest favourite on the card. I think she's 4 11, which is great for a card that has, what, over about 12 fights on it? Then that's the biggest favourite you've got on the card? Yeah, contrast that to what we've never. No. But Gina Mazzani had her taken she took a couple of licks early on but had her taken down for two rounds and then she missed a takedown in a third and it, it, it was like all of the stamina had just been wiped from her body and she just got pasted tried quitting in there tried like turning around looking at the cage Texas refs are savage people so they did make her face back around and <laughs> take the beat in to get it called off but I've never seen someone lose stamina so quickly from being in top position. Like, she wasn't expending that much energy. It was was bizarre. That's concerning. You then had Andrea Lee against Antonina Shevchenko to open up the prelims on ESPN and BT over here. That moment where you're excited when you've backed someone like Andrea Lee and they look like they've got the triangle, and then you hit that point where you've been burnt before. And you realise that their legs are slowly burning out and they may not even be able to stand for the next round. I don't know if Shevchenko just has like the skinniest neck ever because it was bizarre that she was able to stay in it as long as she was. And Andrea Lee isn't a slouch on the ground it's like well. She doesn't know how to do a triangle. Got that, it? Yeah, got that cowboy hat back on and uh, took the W. We then had the carnage of Jordan Wright against Jamie Pickett lasted one minute and four seconds and was just wild. Two big boys slugging it out. Sorry, I was uh,
3: yeah. cut out of set then, just as you were saying. Uh... Yeah,
2: Jordan Wright and Jamie Pickett, just two big boys slugging it out. You
3: can't get too far on, can you? And Jordan Wright seems a
2: really nice guy as well. Like, I love that when these people are savages, but it just makes it cooler when they don't seem to be like that as a character at all. It makes it a bit more menacing. Yeah, it certainly does. Then as Lando Nutter defeated Mike Grundy, um, split decision with a 30-27 on both sides. That's MMA judging for you. That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Every event, whether it's boxing or MMA. On the commentary, Slate's how bad the judging in Texas is, yet they continue to return there for big events. Uh, as long as they're stumped at the
3: cash, they'll keep going, won't right? they? Yeah.
2: And then we had our keep big, big Texas. Yeah. Our first big moment of the night, um, Andre Muniz defeated Jacare Souza. I mean, on the paper, it just goes down as a technical submission. Armbar, what they don't tell you is that we literally saw and heard a man's arm snap on live TV. <laughs> and cost me a hundred and five pounds to uh, make it even worse. And Jack Ray is my guy, like it's it testament to how much I like him that he definitely cost me far more money than he's won me. <laughs> but
3: I do still love him. Bold of you to uh to back him currently. I I know
2: he's, I still don't think he's that good. He's essentially like the type of guys that jackaray usually feasts on. Mm. Like the guys who would think they're Jiu-Jitsu guys, all right, you want to stand with me? I hit like a truck. Come on the ground with me. I'm better than you will be. So let's go down there too. But quite pan out their way. I think they always say Father Time its for no man and jackarays every bit. Close to the 15 now, I think. I think it was about 45 or something like that. That man doesn't need to be
3: fighting anymore. I thought he only really fought but yeah, regardless, he, he, he looks like he's done,
2: doesn't he? I don't know if they mentioned that on commentary because I've seen the story before. That's not the first time he's broken his arm. He actually broke it in a jiu-jitsu tournament, tucked it into his waistband and carried on and won the match.
3: <laughs>
2: so that man is That's just a bad selfish. match. We then had slightly underwhelming... Main card, but it, it was bookended very nicely. Mm. Edson Barboza against Shane Burgos was every bit the fight we hoped it would be, uh, and then some, wasn't it? Yeah, one of the freakiest finishes I've, I've ever seen.
3: Honestly, it's just I still can't get my head around it now.
2: I thought I thought he was dead. The way he went down, that was weird. Yeah, not delay. I mean, I mean, we've seen delayed reaction, but that was. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. I I tweeted at the time that essentially Burgos had gone out and it was like a game plan was essentially I'm going to knock you out before my legs don't work anymore. And it was quite a conscious battle in the fact that he was prepared to take the leg kick to land his right hand. Jack Ray was, uh, not Jack Ray, um, Barbosa was prepared to take the right hand to land his leg kick. And in the end, they both kind of cancelled each other out and they both essentially thought I've got to bring something else to the table. Um, Burgos came with his body work, which is really nice. And it always sounds name, name dropping, which it is to be fair. But, what, but the, the reason <laughs> I, I contacted Shane Burgos to interview him the first time was because the first time I saw him, I just loved his body work. And I, I, I couldn't believe, and I still can't believe that it's not more effective in MMA because you've got these tiny gloves and you see the way grown men crumble at a body shot in boxing. But surely it's so much worse when you've got less padding. You can be more precise in the area that you're digging into. But I was just seeing him land to the head, and every time the guys would cover up, he was just ripping these vicious body shots. I've just been a fan from then onwards, so to see him carry that on up. The thing with Shane Burgers, is if he loses, he's going to lose in an entertaining fight. And yeah, never a bad it he showed that again? Yeah, that that Tiger Shawman, Jim, uh, the guys that you see from there. We got Rob Fontin against Cody Garbrandt next week. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, Jimmy Rivera there as well. who's just had the fight with Pedro Munoz. These guys are tough as anything. Like they're going to bite down on their mouthpiece, or if they lose the mouthpiece, then even that's not an issue for them. They're they're going to dog it out. And we've said before that it's not quite as as simple as winning or losing. Like there are ways to lose. Shane Burgos, your stock doesn't go down at all
3: for losing a fight like that. No, exactly. He's it's, it's only built, helped build the name in a way, hasn't he? Which, again, I know we spoke about before, is the beauty of the UFC is that you can put yourself yeah. out there like that, and you know your next one will be another bigger one, rather than you know everyone just says you're garbage now because you lost.
2: Yeah, because I mean, even just the other day was on the card. um I see, really. Good example of this on here. But say Mike Grundy, like his style, like if you lose it, it's, it's, mm. it's not an appealing way. So even Tony Ferguson, yeah. I know it doesn't work cause he's made his name, but the way he loses, it, it you do lose stock there. People do look at you differently after that. Burgos, you're probably going to get a bigger fight off the back of that, if anything, because if, if you come to a fight like that, Dana, Dana Dana doesn't care if you win or lose. He just yeah, wants he'll to be fine for
3: that, won't he? Yeah, for sure.
2: We then had um, Rogério Bontorin against Matt Schnell. I, I, I like Matt Schnell, but the fight I didn't really have like an interest in it because Bontorin missed weight by about five pounds. It's all well and good having the excuse that look I had three weeks to get ready. He said he was about 160 pounds. Ooh, Jesus, coming into it, you're fighting a I swear it's like 125 pounds. Like, don't accept the fight. Like, I know the way they're paid in the UFC that they need the cash, but he's surrender 20% of your purse for that.
3: The, the flip um, argument is they don't let yourself yeah. get to that sort of weight, then, isn't it? Is the
2: well,
3: I know he loses 20% of his
2: purse, but he also gets both his his win money and his show money, whereas his walks home with half of his purse and 20% of Monterey,
3: despite the fact that he made weight, he came, it was a fair fight I always so, think of this as well, it doesn't it doesn't punish you in by way of your next opportunity either, so you can miss weight, no. get whatever result and then you still get an opportunity after it, where you know maybe the guy you've beat when you've missed weight, maybe won't so, He did the one
2: that's the worst as well, where you miss weight and then you, you, don't, you don't use the hour you're like, look, I'm not making this. I'm not going to punish my body anymore.
3: I, I mean, you know, I guess he isn't going to do five pounds, is he? No, no. But you, I, you should, out of <laughs> as a token gesture, because
2: know. like, uh, match now getting that last pound off is going to have been brutal for him. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And he did look just like a bigger man, kind of ragdolling it around when they got into the clinch match now. Usually, light footed guy, tricky on his feet. His wrestling's great, but he he couldn't budge Bontorin and. That was largely the way the fight went. You then had the one that was perhaps more excited for in part than, than the main event in terms of how you thought the fight would be, Dariush Tony Ferguson. Dariush, very rarely in a boring fight, brings it every time. Tony Ferguson is Tony Ferguson, and it looks like the allure has just gone from Tony and Allah. We saw what happened with uh, the Oliveira fight where he was just taken down repeatedly. Nearly, yeah, his arm snapped in that one, but refused to tap. And this one was just largely the same, but this time it was he refused to tap to a knee bar.
3: Yeah, you wonder if if he carries on, this could just be his sort of thing. It shouldn't, couldn't it? He's kind of, uh, I would say, it's like a Cerrone sort of style yeah. crossroads where you just think the guy that was a perennial contender, now is I don't even know gatekeeper is the right term. Well, half maybe it was that
2: sort the of the boogeyman stuff, wasn't it? Like.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was always yeah.
2: that picture. That come around and since Gaethje and Gaethje is the type of guy like you, you, you don't. They used to say it with uh, Helena, like you, you don't come out the same guy you went in with when you fight Gaethje. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, whether true. you win or lose, he does things to you that you're just never the same again. I
3: mean, and that, and that James the, the punishment, was, <laughs> the punishment he took in that fight was
2: just hideous. Yeah, his chin was too solid for his own good, and that was yeah. the case again.
3: Exactly. If he already had miles on the clock before that, price after it, he's, he's looked every bit uh, an old fire, hasn't he?
2: When when you don't tap to a rear naked choke, I get it. Like sometimes it's from from what we're saying, it might be like smoking further down the line. But from what the scientists say, there's no real difference in the long term effects as to whether you go out for that split second, as long as the referee does his job, you go into sleep for two seconds doesn't make too much of a difference. I can see why some guys, they don't tap. For me, look, you're in that situation. I don't see why you don't, but fighters are a different breed. For an arm bar and a knee bar, you're you're literally proving nothing. A knee bar in there, because said usually heard everything pop, and that was summed up by the fact that Tony couldn't put any weight on it after. And we had it on a previous card, and they say with these submissions, you really, you almost don't know you're in danger because the second you know you're in danger, your knee's gone basically, like there's no warning and to see the amount Ferguson was wincing, that was bad <laughs> he didn't gain anything he, he couldn't have any advantage later into the fight because he couldn't strike it, it, it was just pointless
3: and so yeah. he
2: loses 30-27, 30-27 30
3: 20 yeah, yeah, ruined your knee <laughs>
2: Yeah, he'll be out if he wants to fight again for at least another six months now. And he had remember he had issues with his knee before the Gaethje fight the thing was his Gaethje just going to batter it.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly, wasn't it? it was yeah. He and had he had surgery at that point, I think. He had,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. So because he his way of coming back was like still kicking a tree
3: and things like that. Yeah, which as much as there as uh, a cool story stuff to tell. Yeah. don't imagine it's probably too good yeah. for you.
2: And then finally in the main event for what felt like a bigger fight than I thought it would, despite it being for the title, we had Charles Oliveira against Michael Chandler. Charles Oliveira, he eventually becomes the uh, record holder now of the most fights in the UFC before winning the belt. Charles Oliveira, um, Michael Chandler, second fight in the UFC, comes in, smokes down Hooker, and he gets this opportunity. It was a wild Five minutes and nineteen seconds. It really was, wasn't it? Yeah. It was you great, had everything that you could want to have seen in there. You saw Chandler happen to defend on the ground with Oliveira. You saw how Oliveira would cope with a striking of Chandler, and you saw a back and forth.
3: Like that was literally everything that we hoped we'd see. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It was sort of uh, as promised. It was, it was given what we were what we were sold, wasn't it? I. I mean. When Chandler got up from being on the ground, and then in turn had him hurt, yeah, I think I thought it was, and there's been a lot made, hasn't there, of Oliveira having some quitting him. Yeah, Um, I think we probably thought right, Chandler's gonna wipe him out, and then you know that's two huge wins for his first two wins, but uh, what a turnaround!
2: I was so convinced on Chandler going into this, like I I, believe the odds when I saw this. Chandler's style should be the perfect clash with Oliveira Yeah. Yeah. of yeah. Like, he can wrestle so he's got the anti wrestler style there often if you can put a like Oliveira on his back then that's supposed to be a different way I know he's dangerous there but I think he's more of a top game kind of guy
3: and I didn't think he he'd wipe him out track. like he yeah I didn't think he'd quite wipe him out like that I no if anyone was if anyone was going to get ironed out it was going to be the other way around I know Chandler's been in the wars and um but still, we don't look at
2: Oliveira as a guy that can really punch him. No. Uh, I've, I've warned to him since. Part of my thinking was that for all that was being made of the Oliveira run that he was on, he fought a lot of cans in that time. Like He was facing guys that they were essentially like, but we can't get anything for him. So they would pick guys that can't wrestle, so he would get this record of the most submissions. Some of these guys he's facing were a disgrace. He, he, <laughs> he would try not to knock them out so he could sub them instead. Yeah. then he got the win against Tony and then he gets the win here. he clearly is legit I I still think he's a guy that everyone in the division is going to go in with believing that they can win it's not like going in with Khabib where you're like how the hell do I beat this guy the blueprint is pretty much there get in his face pressure him and land your big right hand it's
3: just not quite simple as that I don't know if I'm being overly cynical I don't think it was a good win for the US I think, had, human. I think had Chandler wiped him out in that first round. Whoever comes through Poirier, McGregor, you've got you know a monster fight with Chandler on the on the line. Yeah, well, I don't think or even you know there's been a lot of people have been plugging Chandler Khabib. obviously we know Khabib's be retired, whatever, but yeah. you can kind of fuel the story there at least that or he would have been the guy that would have caused him problems, whatever. And we'll never know, of course, but you can build that now. It's F. Oliveira. I don't know. I just don't think he's a desirable champ for him. Think...
2: He, he opens Take... up the Brazil market. Like They have got, they can mm, do a card yeah. now with Nunes, Figueredo, and uh, Oliveira on the card. I mean, I'm
3: not um, sure he was needed for that, by the way. But... No, but it,
2: Oliveira. It doesn't, might be it doesn't the,
3: hurt him, does it? Oliveira might be the headliner on a card of that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're going to have a great dance partner in that division, aren't you? So...
2: Well, Vegas have released the odds in. He's an underdog in a fight with uh, McGregor,
3: Poirier, and Gaethje. This is the part of what I was because I said to you guys in the chat, didn't I? That I just I thought if McGregor got through Poirier, I don't see that he's going to go in with these guys, I, especially Oliveira, just because I just. I, I can
2: see I, them making I, that. I don't think they can make it fast enough.
3: My, my thing would being is it not just that people are going to you know the quote unquote casual audience that tunes into McGrath Fight won't realise how good Oliveira is. So it's kinda of, if he wipes him out great. But we didn't know this guy. And if he gets beat by him, it's another loss for Connor. And you lose another more of that, that bit of allure that he's got. The thing is though, the the alternatives for Connor is the
2: guys he's talking trash to, gate G, I fancy Connor's chances against Oliveira more than I do against Gaethje. Yeah, but are,
3: yeah. are they are they interested in, in that? Or are they interested in going for what's a big fight that they can sell? They, well, the Nate
2: three one's been there,
3: and they they don't seem like they want to make it. Uh,
2: yeah, see, I him, I, I him against him fighting for the belt in Brazil probably sells as much as him against Masvidal now that
3: Masvidal's been smoked by Usman. To so the wider audience, I'm not sure that's true. Uh, you obviously do have some level of story there I mean whether they could sell it as you know Brazil getting vengeance for the Aldo or whether they could go with that angle I don't know but yeah I'm not sure I'm not, I'm not. I think McGregor fighting for the belt is just big in itself oh I mean I mean, we've said before we? he, he, I was about to say McGregor could fight a guy down the street I mean he did try and fight a guy in a yeah. pub <laughs> anyone's going to sell but I just I just thought if you are, if McGregor's Finites nights are limited, I don't know that they're going to spend one on Oliveira. I, I just don't. I could be. Look, we're obviously at different ends of the spectrum on this, so one yeah. of us is going to be emphatically wrong. It's probably a- Oliveira said he said look, look, I called McGregor
2: out several times and he ignored me. Now we'll now, now the shoes on the other foot, so we'll see yeah. how this thing go. I mean, he, McGregor was the first name you mentioned. I don't blame him. Everyone sees McGregor as a winnable fight now and he's also the most financially rewarding fights. He's the perfect fight, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Go exactly. get you money. So exactly. there we go. We've got Josh Taylor back this weekend for the Undisputed Belt. We've got Cody Garbrandt back facing Rob Font this weekend and we've got the final day of the Premier League season, so busy weekend all in all. What more could we want? Exactly. I think that should do us for about today. That's two hours fifteen minutes, so Plenty there. So thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitball and Pod. We'll be back next week. Goodbye.